All right, guys, we're live, and I'm stoked to have Dave and Shay together. I've been wanting this uh, this collection of folks together you, for a while, actually. You need you need to record a theme song, I think. Yeah, at <laughs> the beginning of the show, because like like it just goes live, and I'm like, something's missing. <laughs> yeah, we need a we do need a I do need one of those. It would be good to have one for the channel, and I I've got some ideas. I got to find time for it, Dave. You know, this is the this is the thing. Carve out some time and do it. I noticed Mark got some very nice compliments from Billy on the show. Yeah, uh, that you just ran about the yeah. theme song, so that's cool. Yeah, you know, uh, Mark. You know, that's a cool little segment of that song that it works fine. Super yeah. catchy. Fine, yeah. it's good. And he played. Mark played all the instruments on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just made a little song. You know, so. pretty handy. I, I like your little tag for Dave here punished yet again by questions yeah well because i just came from the other show so why yeah. not uh well plus you've had you've had quite the week yeah with your uh your new release you've been oh you've my been god busy i've been punished uh i've been punished thoroughly yeah. by that I've, I've seen it yeah yes. are, you, um, are you tired of answering questions about the irx yet dave yes <laughs> I know. after the first day i'm just wanting you up man <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and no matter how many times we say it there's not an amplifier in it okay i had to um it will not taking... plug into a cabinet directly <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew that you were reaching the point of um that you had enough when you started swearing in a few of the answers on the facebook group <laughs> i love that it was funny I did. I, I, don't I knew even remember that. that. Oh, Bruce that was did. the one about the someone. Someone wanted to point out that there was a uh, hookup diagram in the manual that was yeah maybe wrong. Read the manual. Somebody posted. Read the manual. Read the manual. Absolutely. I it was pretty bad when that got posted. Yeah, I think that was Bruce, right? Bruce that was Ignat. Bruce. I, was, I fucking laughed my ass off when he said that. Because <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you know, often people they they'll they'll ask. The questions that are right in front of them, mm -hmm. and um, to a group, uh, you know. Uh, oh, but worse yet, I'm having this noise problem with my amp, and they'll ask the group about this. Yeah, and in reality, they should have just emailed me about it because the group is going to give them uh, literally a hundred wrong answers. Yeah, <clears throat> literally a hundred wrong answers. Oh, it's like, oh, it's the tubes. It's this. It's that. It's this. And this. I no, it's not. It's your modem is on in your room. Mm -hmm. That's definitely. That and it's going it. bleep 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 <laughs> for your amp. Yeah, that can do it. Um, been down that road. Uh, no, please this don't. Is, um, I, I've been over and over and over again with the group. I've said, please email me or please ask me directly. Don't you know? Don't ask the question here. If you're going to get a bunch of wrong answers, and then you're going to buy a set of tubes for an amp when all you had to do was turn your modem off. Oh, no. Well, this is the thing about the internet. You know, if we sound, well, I sound like an old man saying this, right? But back in the day, we just figured this shit out ourselves, right? Like, oh, fuck, I know. I'll try a different cable. Oh, look at that. Problem's fixed. I have a theory that maybe there was brighter, more... Um, 
shall we say, schooled in things uh, <laughs> in days past, shall we say. Uh, some stuff, some information has been lost along the way. Let's, let's just, let's just leave it with the, that. The, the modern age of the idiot. This is where we... I didn't want to go there, but <laughs> I didn't want to go there. But, uh, you know, often, I mean, you know, I understand if you don't understand and you don't know and just but just ask the question to the right person. Don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't That's ask okay. it to a mob of people that doesn't know. It's so really good. what's right or wrong. So, you know, just if you're asking the wrong person. I'll, I'll answer you pretty fast. So. You do. You're, 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 good, you're good about that, man. You're the person, yeah. the person on the email, Dave. I'll give you that. Right? I'll even 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 when they do post the question, I generally will answer pretty quick in the in the user group. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't be, know. I, how you, I don't know how you do it. Like how many how many hours would you devote to email a day? I don't even fucking know. I I, I, I don't <laughs> even know. Good question. I've uh, I mean, that. I I drink. Uh, I drink. Uh, I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do, you know, before I take my son to school, the very first thing I do is make some coffee and then i sit then the second thing i do is sit down in front of the emails and then yep. look at them and then decide if i want to answer them yet or do i want to drink some more coffee before i start answering yeah. them <laughs> yeah yeah but I then i'll the sit there and answer it in the morning and then and then you know periodically during the day i might glance at my phone and answer a few and and then in the evening i'll answer them again so um, I have to keep up on them, otherwise it's just way too much. Oh yeah, I, it's probably a couple of hours a day. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. And then, then of course, you'll go to like Facebook or something for the user groups. And the reason I go to Facebook is just because the user groups are there, really. Uh, you know, and scroll down and see what new concoction idea that someone gave someone on there. You know, about something. I don't. <laughs> you know. Totally. Yeah. Um it's been it's been interesting. It's been there's been a lot of activity in, in your group over the last couple of weeks, which has been Yeah, it's been uh, kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what you know what's cool about what what really has um I proven myself right that people wanted this product. Yeah. I'm not sure they knew they wanted this product, but the response, you know, has been um, crazy good. They love the fact that it's uh, simple, you know. It, it It's literally plug a cable in, come out, set the stuff at half, maybe let's start and hit a chord, and you have a sound already. And then just, okay, just tweak the knobs from there, and you're, you're kind of done. You don't even have to go into the deep you know, IR selection and on the yeah. on the editor or anything. You can literally plug it in in two seconds, get something out of it. Dave, one yeah. of the things I said last week when you were on was that the um the power amp sim in the in the unit was I found, you know, really interesting and intriguing. One of the things I saw you post on during the week, which I thought was super cool, was you mentioned that uh, someone was using a class D power amp mm-hmm. and ob- observed that when they had the uh, the power amp simulation on it's like the the class D amp all of a sudden kind of sounded warmer, yeah. a bit more realistic. So yeah. yeah, that's a super cool combo, right? Like being able to use that to kind of warm up a, a class D amp. Well, cool. it's not even just warm it up. It's just the class Ds tend to sound a little flat, you know, in yeah. general, and not much oomph behind any of it. So when you have 
the power amp simulation of of the tube power amp going into a relatively flat amp look at it this way it's sort of like um slaving a guitar amplifier with a reactive load into a flat frequency power amp yeah that's essentially what you're getting yeah yeah so it, it, it works out really well actually yeah it's typical Super cool. Well, we've already got a whole stack of questions on the chat here, but before we before we get into those, I just want to ask. I'm going to ask either or both of you a uh, quick question about about mods. So, Dave, that Soldano, that Reverb Sonic, that's been sitting in your shop there for a few weeks now. You did some work on that. Yeah, I mean, so that was more of a um, that started off kind of as a repair. Okay. Um, the client said there was like this hum that's kind of always there in the background. And um, and it was always present, even with all the volumes at zero, it was always there. And, and no, it wasn't filter caps. And no, it wasn't this. And no, it wasn't that. And um, in the end, in the end, we, what we found is we had to change the grounding scheme of the amp. It's a ground it's essentially a ground loop that was built into the amp originally that wow. was causing a hum wow so we literally had to cut a trace and move where I'm trying to remember now exactly what we did uh move where the tail end of the presence was grounded or something and uh it went away but then it has all sorts of ac heater problems um that have to get fixed because the the way mike did those original boards is he just had traces for the ac heaters just running across the board underneath all the parts <laughs> just the parts running right across the ac the ac the traces the grids like too close to the grids maybe. oh my god everything all the yeah. parts running just <clears throat> haphazardly right across the ac wow yeah. and uh so is the the heater center tap was grounded in that in that amp did you yeah. elevate it yeah no, 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 no. We we wound up cutting all the traces, oh wow, well. the heaters, and DC heatering. Wow, well, uh, well, I had uh, at least two or three of the tubes. I forgot. Yeah, and uh, and then and then the ones that weren't, we wound up cutting the traces and doing twisted wire above the board, mm -hmm. so it gets it away from the parts. Yeah. Dave, did you use that little switch mode power supply? The yeah, the one you yeah you sent me a link to it. I should do a board for that because I was—I actually pulled pulled it out yesterday and was looking at it because I've got an amp here that I was thinking about putting it in, and I was like, "Oh, there's no easy way to mount this thing." Needs no, it's it, it would be easy to just mount it to a board with that had yeah. some, you know four standoffs or something holes. Yeah, for. and a couple of pins and yeah, pads to move it. Yeah, I should do one. You can also do some other filtering off of it too. I I have seen done a few times. Um with three little, um, well, Mylar caps or something, three little uh, 8.1 Mylar caps that you, one is across the pins, uh -huh. and then two others are to ground off each leg. Got that from Mike Fortin. Saw him do that once, and it, it actually does even quiet it down more. It's pretty quiet as it is. I mean, I, I, I don't, it works really well for mods and things. Yeah. Yeah. It works really well. Um, I'm, I'm going to find some time to do that. Cause I, when I pick this thing up, I'm like, 
1.6 amps are the ones I use. Yeah, that's super cool. Amps. And it's like, it's really small footprint, but um, being able to just mount it on a board and on stand loss would be super easy. Just yeah, way easier than making all the parts and a transformer and all that stuff oh, yeah. that you have to do oh, off the, your yeah. current board, you know? Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. And Shay, you're, um, you posted some stuff about modding a Jubilee. I can see it behind you. The <clears> yeah, I did. How the hell did you do that? Yeah, I know. Because I, really say no. okay, so, I mean, I, I talked to Jason a lot through the week, and I want to say <laughs> this first before that. So never uh, doing it again. And it Well, okay. So <laughs> in, in the mid, probably like the late 2000s, I had the original 2555, 100 watt head, and I had the matching cabinet. And I love that amp. It sounded awesome. It sounded so great. And I remember exactly how that amp sounded through vintage thirties. And, um, I hadn't, I had not played one of these reissues yet. Um, and the first time I turned it on, I knew right away, like, that's not how that amp sounded at all. Like, mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. And then so once, I opened it up i saw right away what was going on i had the schematic you can find the original schematic for it <clears throat> but when i opened it up um you could see in the power section um they used uh basically the underrated you know how they use they'll you know cheap out and use underrated caps in the power section and in, in the series mm -hmm. like two yeah. uh 220 microfarad in series so you're basically getting close to 100 mm -hmm. um, but they use uh balancing resistors on those two sure 220k and that stiffens it up um then the screens the screens had a balancing resistor and then also a um elevated heater junction on and they they ran those in series too and they had the center tap coming over there and uh mm -hmm. The original, you know, the original amp didn't have elevated heaters no. and um, or those bleed or the balancing resistors there. And really, that was those just those parts in general will do a lot to the feel of an amp, you know, as far as it, you know, Marshall power section. But so, yeah, I um, so I get into the amp and I've got the schematics. I'm like, oh, this will be easy. You know, I've spent tons of time looking at the circuit and was trying to figure out how the hell it worked in the first place and i kind of figured it out and then the whole entire schematic that is available is gone it's not even the same like everything's different so i basically you know spent hours with a multimeter just eyeballing this you know going back and forth from the schematic trying to find the parts in there and they weren't even the same parts in the preamp either so you know i've talked to jason about this um this would be a perfect candidate for his channel because you know he does um the you know does a lot of those marshall videos you know how so you know like making a jubilee how to make it true to the original video would be amazing because the old yeah it wouldn't take much it wouldn't take much with what's there but it's definitely um all you need is the actual real schematic yeah, yeah, the current yeah, one. and that's and that's there. That's that's out there. You uh, found the you found the reissue scheme as well. No, I couldn't. Uh, I dug for that one, man. I wish I had it. It would have saved me a lot of time. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's probably about. I it's probably a mm, yeah. I might be able to find it. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got I'm sure I know, know a few people. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you <laughs> it was it was like a conquest thing for me. It was like, okay, I'm I gotta, you know, you know This was a bucket it. list. I remember you saying yeah. to me ages ages ago that you're like, oh, I want to mod a yeah. Jubilee. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, good luck. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, you know, as far as the mods, basically um I actually bypassed so I kept four gain stages. Um, all the cathodes are bypassed. Um actually jumped around the led master and the uh the leds um and uh made a like a trim pot there for like saturation like preamp saturation um more for like tone because it's got a lot of gain and then added um right before the tone stack did like a jose style master switch and uh depth pot that sounds fucking sweet i'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty happy with it so you you removed the uh, the stock clipping circuit, yeah, that has been in the Jubilee, you know, right. And then the I put another one in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moved it later in the circuit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and changed it, but yeah, yeah, super cool. But then that's not the Jubilee you loved, man. I'll tell you, it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, Jason, Jason, you know, Jason's gonna make that video hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and give, okay. give the guys the the OG one, man. Yeah, well, we'll see if I can if I can uh, if I can get my hands on the the reissue schematic. That'd be good. Not that I'll yeah. necessarily publish it, but it'd be good to be able to do a, a component by component comparison, old old versus new. It's always always handy. Yeah. Dave, I was going to tell a, a, a very quick um, story about an amp that I'm working on at the moment because it's you know um, Irwin Thomas, Jack Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he brought back to Australia a Jose modded Marshall. It's a white and a white head cap. Um, ended up selling it. I know the guy that now owns it, but I'm actually working on a 50 watt 997X free issue that was modded by a guy called uh, Dave Olbrick, who is uh, you know, uh, an amp guy here and mm -hmm. kind of years, years gone past. But it was supposedly the story that I was told was that it was. It was a direct, the mod was lifted directly from the Jose amp that uh, that Irwin brought back to Australia. Now, what I remember is yeah. that Jose amp wasn't a Jose amp. Ah, it was a Jose yeah. amp done by John Sir for Irwin. Ah, that was an exact Jose. Now I could be mistaken because it was a lot of years ago, but I remember that amp. I know the it's the white white head shell, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one I've seen it. Yeah. Um, that's now, super I could be totally wrong, but I don't think so. I think yeah. John Sir did it. It would be well, super easy to tell if you ever could get a yeah. picture of the inside. I will one day. I could, I, be it, I could be wrong with that, but I do seem to remember him doing one, and I thought it was that white one for Erwin. Okay. I'll, or I'll as we know at the time, Jack Jones. Yeah. Well, he's now he's back he, to Jack Jones, right? Well, it's you, we, most of his stuff. It just says Urban Thomas, Jack Jones. Because, yeah. So you know, covers all bases, I guess. Um, Lovely uh, yeah, individual. So, I love him. Yeah. Look, I'm. Um, I've, I haven't had the privilege to meet him yet, but um, oh, he's I'm, awesome. Yeah. Hopefully one day. Uh, I will try and get that M. So I know the guy that owns that. Uh, 
that amp now, Dave, that whitehead shell amp. So, and he has said to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to have a look at it? No worries. I just got to go. And yeah. I, I just, a, a picture would tell, tell everything. I could yeah. tell you right away. Easy. Well, I can tell you that the, this other amp that I'm working on that was supposedly a, a copy of it is not a classic Jose mod. It's close, but, um, yeah, it was either copied wrong or the original one was not necessarily what Jose. What's different play. about it? What is what is the classic one? The one with like the classic schematic that flies. Around? Well, that's what I when I so this is yeah. Well, Dave, you can you can. You uh, can what what is the classic one? There's about yeah. uh, there's. Yeah. Uh, well, what there's, I would. Look it's all basically the same, but there's there's various very there's variations of it. Yeah, like, I mean, I would, it's drawn out with the um, the push pull pots. That's the high gain one. That's relatively yeah. accurate. Um, in fact, that that is pretty accurate. But there's so many variations. I mean, I don't know how many of these th yeah. fucking things I've been in now. Yeah, a hundred. <laughs> yeah, Enough. literally, maybe. <laughs> so, so answer me this, Dave. Um, the main thing that I would associate with that mod, obviously, is the gain stage in front. And he would normally keep the 68k volt you know, resistors in place, right? And then yep. you've got the one, you've got the one meg pot there yep. to adjust the gain of that first gain stage. Okay, yep. so that's what I think of, right? I think of that one meg pot, the two 68k resistors. Yeah, and then one, one essentially money. is going to ground when the when that ja other jack is not being used. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. and so you we might have some variations around that or whatever. So this amp, there's not really any variations, but that's always that way. Okay, well, excellent. So. That's good because that's what I thought. Except so in JCM eight hundred board mounted pot amps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he uh, just to that sixty eight k junction. Uh huh. He just literally added a sixty eight k resistor to where they they joined. So in reality, it wound up being a thirty three because because all the jacks are closed. It winds up being a thirty three k to ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. There's easy way to fix those. You just cut one of those. This one, this one had the this one had the ground. So the 68k that would be grounded. This one, it was the ground was cut. So it was like a one meg pot with a 68k grid stopper, basically straight into that stage. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's and not it, correct. You could you could imagine what that. It just sounded all bloated Horrible. in front. Of yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So that's the. That was the thing that I, I said. Like this is not too much well, gain slamming into. Yeah, it's not the good. Stage is just all loose and farty and shitty and just awful. All of that. So. Yeah, all of that. So it, I'm going to get into some of these questions, guys. If that's cool. I've been um, cracking up a little bit because I can. The first time we we did a stream, I couldn't read the chat because I did it on my phone. But uh, this is funny. I think we should almost invite Kyle Bull on just so he can talk to everybody <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> Come on in, Kyle. <laughs> I'm so far behind. Oh my god! All right. Um, hmm. Shit. Where are we? Okay. Uh, so, Dave, just a very. I'm gonna very just, first. There's very. There's one. The first one is interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna go right to that one at the beginning, right? Because it's. Um. Okay. Yeah. Does Dave still believe that <laughs> modelers do not deserve the highest quality custom wound pickups? I asked because you recently released 
Did you say something about digital modelers and pickups, Dave? I don't remember that. I actually, I don't think I ever have. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, oh, is that what I said? I don't, I don't remember that. Well, don't it's remember possible that. I might have said that, but I, I don't think I would have worded let's it. Just, let's just, let's, let's just go to this throwback for that. I don't think that's exactly right, but. No. But let's just go to the last kind of the last piece of Ben's Ben's comment here, which is that um, have digital impulse responses and preamps, I guess you know, modelers and so on, improved to Dave's liking, or have you just mellowed on digital platforms? Lots of digital in the new IRX. There's a digital back end to the IRX, but it's a it's a completely tube front end, and that that is different. And if you play it, you will hear what the difference is. If you roll down your volume knob, you will hear what the difference is. Do I believe? Do I believe that the pickup uh, into the modeler? I mean, you know, every pickup's going to be a different filter into your modeler. You know, it's going to filter your guitar sound differently into your modeler. But I don't, I don't believe it quite plays as big of a role. Generally speaking modelers do not have the dynamics of a tube they do not roll down with your guitar volume the same way they do not react the same way to changes with you know guitar volume pickup changes it don't re quite react the same way yeah they're i mean kind of, they're kind of sterile if you ask me i don't know yeah that stuff is really sterile feeling it feels sterile it might it, sound similar. Yeah, you can, you know, it, hey, if your volume knob's all the way up and you're using the gain into a high gain thing on the modeler, I mean, you know, like in a neural DSP or something. Yeah, okay. You can get a good, probably good sound. Yeah. You know, but, you know, if 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 high gain, but you know, lower gain stuff, I you know, it gets lost a little bit, I feel. I, I just don't think it translates the same way you know, like Vox sounds or things like that. It just doesn't translate the same way. I mean, can you get pretty good stuff? Yeah, you can get pretty good stuff, but you're also going to have yeah. to go through menus and pages and seeing if you're, you know, all this stuff. And the the beauty, the reason I did the IRX is it's just like a cable in, a cable out. Forget about the editor. Forget about all that stuff. Plug it into your interface. Can you get a sound in about five seconds? Yes. Yeah. I yes, think the thing, the thing that I find um, I don't know, puzzling maybe is the word. So I can understand like a unit like an XFX, a Helix, quad, uh, quad Cortex or whatever. Super convenient. So I, I get all of that, right? So if you're, if you're in an environment where all you can take is that or now like, you know, Dave's new pedal or whatever, right? I, I get it. But if you had the, if you've got a choice where you could actually play an amp, but you still choose your modeler over that. That's that's I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. Why why choose a modeler over the real thing when you could when if your situation allowed it, you could actually have the real thing. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it, it's a it's just different feel. I mean, even even the IRX really cleans up. I mean, the digital backend is nice, you know, because well, you have to you have to have a digital backend to host IRs. You know, I, I mean, you know, it, it has to be done that way. Um, I'd like to try it. I mean, I've spent tons of time with the Helix and um, putting the Helix into the power section of a Marshall. 
and trying to make it sound like a, a tube preamp. And he, I just, I've tried everything. You can't do it. Like I can't do it to where I was happy. It's, it's yeah. It's something about the feel, something about the feel of it. The sound can get similar, but the feel is not the same. And uh, man, that's, you know, that's a lot when you're playing, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's everything, right? And you know, hey. <clears throat> I yes, pick up pick up the pickup subtleties, and I do say they're subtleties because even into a tube amp, if you line up, shall we say 10 8.3k PAF style pickups from 10 makers. They're not all that different. And it becomes even less different, generally speaking, into the modeler. Makes sense. Yeah. Totally. I'm not talking about different wines or one that's 20K and one that's... That's different, but... Yeah. And also, do you really want a hot pickup running into your modeler? Probably not. No. You're slamming the front end of digital. Slamming anything digital is bad. You don't want to... You just... It doesn't... Even if you're mixing or anything digital, you do not want to push digital. Carl's in the chat. Kyle! How are you? (laughs) He's um, about to fall asleep. (laughs) I'm about to fall asleep. Well, hopefully, um, he's still here. Hopefully, we can entertain you for a little while, Carl. Um, Shredding's enjoying the lives. Uh, Scott's here. Simon Hosford, good to see you, Hoss. I'll hopefully catch up with you next week, mate. Um, Brian S says, Dave needs a drink. Looks like you already got one. Yeah, so I'm way behind in the chat here. Here's here's one, guys. Kyle. I probably shouldn't be drinking this because I'm sick, actually, but I I just thought I'd (laughs) pour pour for this. I didn't drink in the last show. Whiskey's um, good for the sickness, if you ask me. (laughs) It could be. Better than the Tylenol. You brought something back from Vegas, Dave, I heard you say on the... Brought something back from Vegas. Don't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't COVID or anything, but it was, uh, you know, some, some nasty little thing. Something, yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's not, it's not like just kind of sinus kind of stuff. So Kyle says that he's, um, he's just bought an Origin 50 and you're going to have a crack at the, at the mods that I've posted. So sweet. That'll be fun, man. (laughs) Be careful. And, um, yeah, hey, you should uh, you should post some videos on your progress, man. That would be super cool. Yeah, you should you should do that. Yeah, some good at content. Least it's a, channel, it's a, at least it's a cheap amp, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel bad sticking iron in there, you know. But um, if I didn't know, you know, what I was really doing, but that circuit is also. I mean, the videos that you made, Jason, are pretty pretty easy to follow. So, you know, having that is is good enough, right? It's still kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because, it is. That circuit is. That, well, that, it's not like it's not like you're modding the um, the same uh, twenty watt ones <clears throat> that are uh, you know the big bottle twenty watt ones, which are easy because the the architecture is what you want it to be. 
you know, it it, it has the cathode following. Oh, like your studio this, series, yeah. yeah. Studio series, 800, whatever. And, you know, the, with that stuff, it's like, it's easy. But with this, you basically have to undo the loop tube and this is it. make it a cathode follower. And then you got to know, you got to yeah. really look at it and see what you're doing to make sure you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've like done about 25 yeah. of them so far. Yeah. <laughs> I've done quite a, quite a few of them. But honestly, you know, I... I had one sitting here for probably a, a good year and a half. And then Jason made that video. So I wouldn't have done 25 amps if it wasn't for him. I, I wasn't going to get in there probably. And I'm glad you did. So thanks, man. Well, that's okay, man. And I, as I've said to, to Dave, the only reason I, I was interested in getting one and having a crack at it is because I heard that david modded one, yeah, he and, did it one first. and it came out well, great. I did, yeah, I did the, the first one i did was a 20 watt and then i did a 50 watt um and i thought the 20 watt came out brilliantly uh i i i, I like the 50 one but i i i struggled with that one to get it the way i wanted it to sound mm -hmm. i didn't think it sounded as good as i thought it should have sounded uh, but again, I could have been. Man. I think the customer really liked it, so <laughs> I think I was being hypercritical, maybe. Yeah, but I, I thought the twenty watt sounded just <laughs> like I wanted it to sound, though. Right on. It's got really I high voltages really in the preamp. That fifty watt, like the droppers, the you know, the hardly. I think it's just like a four K seven dropper or something after the or before the phase inverter. The whole preamp runs are really high. Oh yeah. Voltage, so yeah, it'll be. Yeah, I, must, I probably preamp. messed with it yeah man those voltages that that really can make or break how an amp sounds Big time. where Big. what stage is what voltage and how you, you can make it sound entirely different just by boosting it here or cutting it there everything big huge part of it massively and a feel yeah. big feel thing right yeah absolutely yeah. um uh i have some predetermined voltages i sort of like in certain places yeah. you know yeah me too um but that can vary from amp to amp occasionally because yeah. you'll listen to an amp occasionally and i'm like oh what if i raise the voltage a little bit then you're going this bingo this that one that one was cool great i like it high in this one yeah the what jubilee has a, a little more here oh the, Ju the jubilee has a single 10k dropper in it in the power section down yeah. to the pi so i mean it's it's got pretty damn high voltages all the way down compared to like a earlier marshall you know that's the two mm -hmm. 10ks in there all right dave did you with the origin did yeah. you do a did you do a be style front end or a kind of 800 2204 style kind of thing in the end i you know, it became whatever it became. I don't know <laughs> if I started with the BE, more of a BE style or if I started with the other style, but I know I sat there and tweaked it forever until I felt <laughs> I liked it. And then I still was a little suspect of it. Yeah, cool. I've changed some stuff in that amp that I have never changed in any other amps um, around the PI section. <laughs> And I don't something it yeah, something just didn't sound right about that amp after I'd modded it. Right. That's what I was yeah. experiencing too. I'm just like, what's what's yeah, what the fuck is going on here? Well, yeah. you know, this is the thing, right? And I I've 
to my, to the life of me, I still don't understand the inspiration for the origin because it, it ain't I my don't place either. Thing, that's for sure. And even as you say, Shane, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's make an amp with the fewest components we can make, and let's let's try to get it to work. You know, and let's make it look but, like a plexi, right? But why not? Why not set the phase inverter up as as, as like it's Marshall? Like, why not have it as a Marshall back end? I mean, it's them. It's not even like someone like, trying yeah. to be them. I just yeah. don't get it. That was a weird one. But why I did mean, they make? Why did they make the Astoria amps? Yeah. Why did they make the artist amp years ago? Well, yeah. I, we can we can ask why, why did they do this a ton of times? You know why? <laughs> where the hell did the channel switching JC made hundred come from? Oh yeah, yeah. What? Well, how? How? So you had a JC made hundred, and then you come out with this channel switching JC made hundred. How does it not have any of the DNA in it? Yeah, that I wonder is, if the same guy designed that. I don't know. The you same know? guy that designed the Jubilee designed the original JMP master volume. I know people that. want me to mod those occasionally, and I'm always like, "Well, it's going to cost more money because we're going to change the entire board across the, the amp. Yeah, we're just going to take the board out and throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of those things that you only ever do once. I did one, and that was it. It was like. I would yeah. do it if I could put one of my boards in it, you know, or something. Yeah, if you strip it, drop it in, strip it and drop it in, it would be fast and easy, it you know. But no, I don't really want to anymore. That's too just too much. <laughs> yeah, plus they're not cheap too amps. Much. I mean, they're not they're not, they're not cheap amps. So it's like, I mean, Jason could make a board yeah. that you just fit right in there, you know. But yeah. they're also not cheap amps. So what's the what's the point of it? The this is where um those. Those PCB mount pot marshals, well, you know, from the the nine hundreds, the two two o fives, and all that stuff, because they move because the PC board moved straight up to the front of the chassis where the pots are. They then put the tube sockets in the middle of the chassis. Mm -hmm. Pain in the ass, right? Because if you want to strip that board out and put something else in, mm -hmm. yeah, you've got no, the tubes you've got a before. Yeah, you've got no real estate, right? Yeah. Unless you drill new yeah. holes and it's like. And then it starts being forget it. I may as well, <laughs> can I build you an amp? Yeah, yeah why don't you? Yeah, right. I've done it once. I put an ST1 board in one of those. And, oh yeah, uh, how did yeah. it come out? Good, actually. Right. Well, I actually had bought the. It came up on eBay without the PCB board in it, broken, but it had the Drake transformers and everything, and it was like five hundred bucks. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll throw mm. a ST1 in there and call it good. Well, that works. Yeah. That's cool. Sure. Um, Boogie for Life says, Shay, where the hell is my <laughs> I was, Hey, man, I was working on it today. I was is that the uh, the JMP? Uh, no, this is a... It's a 71 Super Bass. Um, I know it's kind of a sin to even talk about, but... Hmm. <laughs> Tell me you're not drilling you're not holes, holes in it. it, are you? Well, listen, okay. So the amp was already previously modded, okay? Previously modded, and the customer, it's his amp. He's not selling it. He wants it to sound good. Okay. So all those things, you know, combined, there there it is. But, yeah. I, 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 I understand. I, I'm doing one right now that is a early 70s 50 watt that is beautiful inside. And I'm like looking at him going, ah, 
Maybe he wants to trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you like to trade this amp for one of my amps? Yeah. Um, but then I was just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you one thing about those amps, about those 70s uh, Marshalls and probably earlier too is um, the variation, the tolerance of the pots are huge. Like, oh, they're all over the map. It's like, you know, now you can, if you get a, a standard pot is like a tolerance of 20% now. Um, there's some, I think when you go up in value, you can get a higher tolerance. Like if you get a one meg alpha, you might have a 30%. But if you go measure some of those pots and those early amps, I mean, you will find 50% tolerances. Like this amp has 1.5 yeah. megs in it. Oh, yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the one megs read one point. Yeah. Three. Yep. Maybe would be the average. The yep. 250K reads. Oh, that could be all over the fucking map. It could be yeah. 280, could be 330. Yeah. Could be Those all over the place. The 25, the 25K is generally relatively close, but sometimes it's 30K and sometimes it's it's relatively close. Yeah. But and, those, you know, those one, those one megs that have that tolerance and that circuit as a volume pot, I mean, that's doing a hell of a lot for that tone. If you yeah. ask me, I mean, plus a bass pot, right? The bass pot. Yeah. So, I mean, some, somewhat, I mean, 1.3 meg, I don't know. It's not doing that much, yeah, but, uh, but yes, I find more in with the treble and EQ than, yeah. than anything. Yeah. Um, also the 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 five K presence pot. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, changing the five K presence pot. Uh, you know, if it's four point seven K versus five point five K, there's a pretty large difference in response and how the amp sounds. Shit. I think I think we're all fans of the five K presence here. Well, hey, can, you, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Your your picture is nice yeah. and frozen. Yeah, I'm, I'm frozen. Oh, it's a good I'm look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I might have to rejoin here. I don't. Yeah, know. you can do that. Sorry, boys. Um, just while you're doing, while you, I got a question here. Which is actually grab a beer. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question here. It was actually posed for Kyle, but. I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Dave. The question from Dixie Devil says, curious if you liked, or let's call it prefer, I guess, the 2204 over a 2203. You ever have... There you go, Shay, you're oh, back. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Didn't have any time to piss. Just a, just a question. He there, on your channel. So, oh, is he talking about Kyle? Yeah, this is, a, this is a question for, for Kyle, but I just want to throw it up here because I'm interested in what you guys think. Like, do you ever have a, do you have a preference, 2203 or 2204? Well, okay. So, what 2204 is the question? So there, <laughs> there were some 2204s that had low voltage power transformer. Okay, and well, let's there, throw that in the mix. And there were some 2204s that had a high, higher voltage power transformer. So yep. I yep. hate the lower voltage ones. So generally okay. speaking, I'll go for a 2203 over the 2204 unless I know the 2204 has the higher power transformer. Because I hate those 380 volt power transformers. I think they just sound 
fuzzy and crappy. I mean, you can kind of fix them. You, you can fix them. Yeah. But you have to then boost the board voltage <clears throat> accordingly to the voltages okay. you want to see on the board. Once you do that, it sort of fixes the issue. Yeah. If we're talking Mar stock, stock amps, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, but Marshall never did that. So, so you know, they, it was just like, you know, hey, it's 298 volts at the, uh, or 295 volts at the phase inverter. 295 mm -hmm. volts. This is one of these, like, why did they do it questions. Why, why did they I know why they did it. Why? So they were having, well, see, those amps generally came with 6550s also at for a while. So they were having lots of tube reliability problems at the time. Mm-hmm. Tons of power tube reliability problems with EL34s. So at the time, uh, in the U.S., they went to 6550s in the amps. They also reduced, uh, oh, at well, in the late 70s, they reduced the 50 watts. I don't know why it was only the 50 watt, but they reduced. That's a good question. That's but they reduced, the, uh, they reduced the uh, B-plus voltage to... You know, roughly around 380. Uh, instead they only of four, instead of, well, a JTM 45 would be more sitting around 450 ish. The later early 70s, 50 watts would sit more around 420 ish to 430 ish. And, um, and then they went to 380. That they only fuzzy. made the, the combo amps at 50 watts, right? No, they made heads. The com the combo amps. Yeah. You know, the combo. Oh, you mean they never had a hundred watt combo? Yeah, they no, just did the there's a hundred watt combo. Yeah. What did they do hundred watt combos? Yeah. Okay. I've never I don't, I've never seen one of those. Could you mention the white? I've seen a hundred watt combo before. Mm. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. <laughs> I think I've seen a hundred watt combo. Now now you got me second. I don't think myself. so, man. Because and and that's another thing that kind of makes me think about it is those speakers you know putting the greenbacks in there that were rated well, what are you gonna do yeah 100 watt into until yeah. all right shit now i gotta go look yeah you gotta have a look at <laughs> the only the only 100 watt combo that i've seen is is, a, is one that was put together so a local player here bought one in for me to work on and he was rehousing it out of a head and putting it into a blues breaker two by 12 style combo which I thought was pretty pretty crazy, but he is pretty crazy. So there you go. I'm looking. I got me curious. I'm like, like, mm. I'll have um, some weird model number. Actually, I wrote down all these all the buddy 800 model numbers the other day because someone asked me. Well, I wanted uh, to talk about 800s as a series rather than an actual model. They made a solid state one in the 70s. Uh huh. Oh no no! There's a twenty. There's a a two twelve, uh, hundred watt combo. What year? That would have been. This would have been a JMP hundred watt combo. So a JMP master volume style. I'm looking at an old one from the seventies, late seventies. Right what speakers in it, Dave? Does it say? Mm, hang on. Uh, this is an old listing, so let's see if it has original speakers or not. Uh, ooh, what the hell is in there? Hold on. Let's see. Um, 
It weighed 93 pounds, though. <laughs> um, it doesn't say, and the speaker picture is kind of nondescript, so don't know. Uh, I mean, they could have put 65, uh, the late 70s, they could have put 65 watt um, Celestians. <clears throat> but it did exist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing some stuff. For, yeah, because they 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 had different um, numbers for them. Four one zero three, looks like uh, looks like one. I think that's the amps that uh, uh, Neil Giraldo had too. So ah, yeah, okay. no, it takes hundred watt. Uh, there's oh wow, look at that. There's a oh no, can't see that one, but there was a hundred watt park valve combo from the seventies. No, it did exist. Right I on. So. I thought I wasn't insane. <laughs> I've never seen one. That's yeah, news to me. You want casters on that end, that's for sure. I made a couple B one hundred combos before in a blues breaker style uh, you know, cabinet uh early on. And uh oh my god, those are heavy. Jesus Christ. Hundred waters. Yeah. Shit. What speakers did you put in it, Dave? Vintage vintage thirties. Vintage thirties, yeah. Two of them at um eight ohms. It might have been Some eight ohm finished thirties. Actually, I used. I think I they had set the cabinet four ohms. Some people love combos. It's all they'll use, right? Um. Oh my god, it's so fucking heavy. My back hurts thinking about it. No, <laughs> I don't know thing. The only thing that's worse. The only thing that's worse is probably Neil Giraldo's uh, Marshall combos that <laughs> uh, have EVs in them. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, or better yet, a four by twelve with EVs in it. Have you ever tried to lift one? No. Nope. <laughs> uh well, you're not gonna do it by yourself, by the way. That's a two-man lift. A flat yeah. dolly would be good where you only have to lift it a few inches onto the dolly and then roll <clears> it away, you know, or keep it on wheels. Good sound though. Yeah, I bet. Um Especially if you got you got someone like Neil Gerardo playing it. I think uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make a four twelve around here that has all EVs. And it's I, have old, I have enough old EVs to do that with right now. Okay. That sounds fun. It does. I just decided right this second. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like a limited. No, I'll get the guy that works for me to slow them in. <laughs> a limited edition run. Well, I mean, you can't you can't actually get EVs that sound like the old EVs anymore. Uh, well, I don't know actually, to be honest. Um, I think the the new EV reissue that exists doesn't sound. It's like a, a version two EV reissue. It doesn't sound like uh, the EV12L at all. But I'm pretty sure the Zach Wild one does. But I could be wrong. Uh, Pete Thorne was going to do a video on that one. We were going to compare mm -hmm. them and see. Yeah. Well, sounds like a good That'd video. Good. That'd be good. But um, it shouldn't sound because we got an IR in our pack, you know, that is EVs. And you got that in there? Yeah, and it's really interesting. When you when you first put it on, you're like, oh, that's weird sounding. <laughs> and then you start messing with the depth switches and the and the presence switch that I have. And if you kind of bump those up, uh all of a sudden it's like oh there it I is think we did that in the live michael nielsen video that we did about it 
we 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 turn that on and then bump the presence and bump the the thump and all of a sudden it's like ooh that's good yeah nice that's cool are they like those three way switches Dave are they kind of like ten o'clock midday two p.m. kind of yes they're kind of like ten o'clock midday and two two yeah it's rough ish the high one might be a little higher than two might be like three and then i forgot what i actually specified so i don't know i don't remember <laughs> well that's that the time i uh, said i said something that's a test that someone should do on a on a youtube video with their uh b100 deluxe back end oh, or something <laughs> To a, to an AB. Here's a question that's that's right outside our comfort zones, I'm sure, because we're talking about a single-ended amp here. Um, are there any drawbacks to elevating the heaters on a single-ended amp by hooking the heater center tap to the cathode of the power tube? Okay, so cathode by a single-ended, elevate the heaters by putting the center tap on the top of the cathode. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, is there any not something i've ever done but you can do that yeah i'm aware of it as a as a mod it's probably on is it rob rubinetti or whatever his name is he's, he's a pretty good site with mods like that on it yeah um yeah definitely yeah, got all sorts of useful information doesn't he yeah, yeah. it's a good site right yeah, over the great. years yeah it's great mm-hmm. it is an awesome site that's just gold miner stuff on there uh dave here's a question for you here mate <laughs> <clears throat> hey Dave, what can cause note ghosting with the master volume turned up on a JCM eight hundred? So I'm assuming it only happens when the when the master volume. Well, is welcome to what an amp does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is outside the digital no, when, realm. When yeah. you when you are cranking, um, okay, one you could have sort of tired filter caps. That's a possibility, but chances are any amp that you're pushing beyond its limit will have a little bit of ghosting to it. And unless you've filtered it all to hell and back, and then it doesn't really sound good. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll have some ghosting. Um, this is a normal thing. I think it's cool. I think, I think it, it does a cool, I think it does a, you know, makes it interesting. Uh, I think you make a really interesting point there, Dave, about like dialing the filtering in for tone and feel at, let's call it kind of moderate volume or, you know, okay volume and getting that right. And then when you actually, if you put the master on 10, then you might get some ghosting. Well, that's part of the thing. If you, if you say, if you, if you set the filtering up, so there was no ghosting at any, even on 10, I think everyone will, everyone will complain at how harsh and, you know, unforgiving the ampers when they. You know what the funny thing? The funny thing about filtering is, um, you know, you might think by raising the filtering you actually tighten up the amp, and that is not always the case. Really, uh, you can raise the filtering to a point where the amp actually sounds. It's got more lows, low lows, sort of, but it it actually sounds looser. <laughs> Mm. and and like not as tight um it's something you really got to play with especially the screen filtering yeah um like when i've changed even from uh if you 
say you have a Plexi and you change the screen filtering to the standard sort of 69 spec, would be, which would be, you know, the basically it's 50 microfarad roughly because mm-hmm. you got 200s in series, um, to the lower 12 series spec, which is essentially winds up being 15 microfarad or 16 yeah. microfarad, yeah. you know, in the end, uh, without balancing resistors even on that. When you change that, the amp actually often has less bass. It has a squishier feel, but it also has less bass. And and in, in a plexi circuit, especially, it's kind of cool actually because there is it's it's not as um bass heavy, shall we say. A little bit more squishy, do you think? It, it's squishier for sure, but it's mm. it, it's but it it's not as bass heavy. Like I've A B this, I did a, a Sir PT one hundred where I went old school filtering on it versus what he had. And like, I'm just like going, well, fuck me. It's tighter. <laughs> oh, this is on the, it was an it, SL- it's, it's, it's lower, but it's tighter. Was this an, on an SL 68? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, yeah. what does that amp have stock? Is it, is it 50? Fifty. Uh, it's a standard, like uh, uh, 200 later sixties filtering. Yeah. 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 Um, pretty sure yeah at least the one i did had that and and uh and also i changed uh on that on that particular amp not only did i change that filtering i changed the coupling caps to synergy that was a bit it was quite a large difference so it's got it's got mallory 150s in it isn't it yeah Yeah. which sound good nothing wrong with them just not not as good and not as good i i actually have found over time the synergy caps really sound great I've just put I mean, another order in, Dave. To our, our I think they sound album. really, really just I like ri- rich and real sort of sounding, you know. Yeah, I played Jason's amps. I mean, I you know built a few of those and yeah, obviously test them, and they're all in there. And they that amp sounds great. I've never yeah. I've never used them outside of that, but it's interesting to to a b things sometimes and and like oh, hear sure. what yeah. Here, even even if you're just changing the first coupling cap in the amp of, of different brands, oh, uh, absolutely, yeah, different brand, the same value, different brands, yeah, you're like, wow, that's a huge mm-hmm. difference, yeah, yeah you know, it, yeah. be it be it be a uh, Panasonic, uh, 0022 to a uh, Mallory to uh, a mm-hmm. Synergy to a uh, Wema to uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it's a huge difference. I always found that the uh, Panasonics, if you're going for kind of a metal thing, really tight and kind of percussive and really attacky, the Panasonics are kind of nice because they, in that first stage, give you kind of a, a super attacky thing. Um, <clears throat> but like if you do anything other than that, they're not as nice. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, you know, some of the mods that you were doing years ago on the, like when you're doing like the BE 100 mods on the Marshalls, um, I've seen some where you, you were using those green chiclets, the Mylars. Yeah. I love those. Those have a very specific tone to them. Yeah. And you can't really get them anymore and it sucks. And (laughs) yeah. And I used, yeah, you used that, you used a couple, um, very specific parts in those years. I used those for the small picofarad caps, and then I not picofarad, um, uh, 0022 
kind of 0047 yeah. Yeah, yeah. caps. And I used, there was a, uh, a yellow box cap that was a Zycon branded through Mauser mm-hmm. box cap. And I still say those were the greatest sounding caps ever. I wish I could have them today. I wish I know who actually made there's, them. There's one of your amps right there that has a minute. Yeah, those <laughs> orange, those yellow caps sounded amazing to me. Yeah. And I would use them today if they were still available. So tell us about that amp, Shay. What what it's um, Dave, Dave what is that? Marshall? It's a yeah, it's uh it's a BE one hundred. Did you go fuck it up? No. <laughs> well, I did I put it back. I did a little bit in the when I was in the beginning, but I put it back I put it back to where it should be. Um what uh it's a two thousand it's I think it's a two thousand one, maybe. Right before mm-hmm. the effects loops came in. Uh, so it's an early early reissue. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a 2000 though, but um, I did recap the amp. Um, it had those ARSs in it. But um, other than that, you know, it's had the HBE, the BE. Um, yeah, the early stuff. Is this yeah, the, the kitchen 220K, 220K with the, you know, yeah, yeah. over it on the, yeah. yep, had the uh, yeah. those parts that we just talked about in there. Sounds great. You know, the funny thing about that, about those parts, man, it just really was really right. And I can't get those parts anymore. Pissing me off. Yeah, no, that sucks because this amp sounds great. I mean, it does sound great. You know, the funny funny thing is, though, I have AB'd old stuff to new stuff. And and then when you put it on amp switcher and you just dial in the channels, you're just like, well... Okay, maybe not. Maybe maybe it isn't as great as I think it is. But when you first plug in, you're like, "This is the greatest thing ever." And then you then you then you do the AB, and you're like, "No, maybe I like the new one better." Actually, <laughs> you know, like lost my autofocus. Sorry. There yeah, no, there you go. Uh-oh. So, Dave, when when would you have like when you were modding Marshalls like that? What what era are we talking here? How long ago would you have worked on yeah, that? And that might have been. Mm, that's probably like anywhere from 2008 to 2010 era, 12 era, somewhere in there. Well, those parts were, okay, so I went to Avi's in like 2014, so those parts were no longer available by then. Okay. So, um, yeah, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. 11, so this is maybe. this is um this is before this is before you were you calling it the the BE at that point was it is it was it called a brown eye mod or like uh yeah it was yeah yeah it started out it's kind of like a isn't it kind of just like in a continuation of it started out the Marsha yeah it started off as the Marsha but uh, as far as the amps when I started making them but when I was starting to do the mods funny an employee i had worked for me you should just call it the brown eye mod now at this time i gotta tell you this i wasn't really thinking about what that meant (laughs) 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 i associated just in my head it was like brown sound yeah brown sound yeah Yeah, brown 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 eye brown okay okay yeah yeah, sure and then later it's like oh fuck what i do (laughs) yeah well you start but that that launched a whole like 
you know, like uh, yeah, in, in you terms know of naming your name if they don't like the names, fine. go fuck them. <laughs> yeah, correct. You, if you don't like the names. <laughs> Guns yeah, all, all, good, you know, bad press is good press, so <laughs> this is it, man. That's nah, they're, they're good, man. I mean, I mean shit, it's a fucking the brown the BE one hundred is a just absolute classic now. I mean it is a yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Um Kevin says, time to stir the pot. Why can't I buy a naked Dave? <laughs> Why? Well, the good news about that is we just got our transformers in. <laughs> oh, nice one. So so the good news is I will be able to start making some. Uh for all those people that are on the list, which it's very long now. So that's why you can't buy a naked. Is it a custom shop order or total custom work? shop order that I that will just be making out of the custom shop slowly? Right on. Obviously, well, yeah. yeah, this has been a slow process for three years, but uh, we're gonna do them. They're they're coming. I mean, I could put it through the factory at this point. I really could if I really wanted to, but I kind of don't want to. I kind of just want to do these hand done. I think it's a good idea. Keep it, keep it like that. It, it's a particular sound. It's a particular thing, and it's totally different than anything I make. So I, people know the story behind it. So. Yeah, yeah. It'd be that would be super cool, actually, having them kind of outside of the you know hand done in in your shop there, Dave, or whatever. That would be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. Um. Okay, a question here for Dave. It says with the Phil X amp, when the gain is all the way up, even with the gain cut switch, the high end is all there. When I back off the gain, the amp goes away a bit. Yep. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's really Correct. simple. It's just like you're turning the pot down and there's no bright cap on it. So uh, if you want to fix that, you could put a small bright cap on it uh, just to retain the top end a little bit. But... Uh, <laughs> I actually sort of like, you know, for lower gain sounds, I kind of like it that it it doesn't roll that much top end. It just rolls a little bit off when you turn it down from 10. So, and I and I think for lower gain sounds, actually, it's kind of pleasing. But um, I understand if you don't like that, that's fine. You could put a 100 picofarad cap across the, the uh, yeah. two, con two contacts. Uh, another thing you could do is you could put a resistor across the two contacts, like a 560k resistor or something, which will act sort of like the same idea. Um, mm -hmm. um, you can do both of those too. You, you could, or you can put a really big bright <laughs> cap if you really want. You can put a 0047 across it, but you know that's going to get high. how much are you going to lower this game? What's the question? You should put a um, put it on a three-way switch. We've talked about this before, right, Dave? Forty-seven hundred, yes. nothing, 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 hundred, forty-seven hundred, or some something like that. Because it's, I mean, bright caps are cool, but it it locks you. They typically lock you into one limited range of. Absolutely, I, I mean, I don't think even the hundred picofarad at some point is like. Mm, mm, yeah, maybe it needs to be up. Oh, the there's game. all sorts of things you can do. You can put also a resistor in series with the four, the hundred picofarad cap to take a little of the edge off. There, there, Jesus Christ, there's a whole. Is the gain pot on that fill amp um, the same as the BE? 
like yeah. in the same spot. Yeah. After yeah, the can't... second stage. Yeah. If you put a 4,700 on there, it goes into wonky mode when you go too far down on the. Yeah, you're not going to go much below seven. Yeah. Before it turns into broken sounding. Yeah. Especially after the second gain stage. Yeah. You know, if you do it after the first gain stage, it's a little more forgiving. Yeah. But, but still, you're not, nothing, it sounds good after under five with the 4,700. No. Which is it, right? <coughs> um, Tonski says, I think this was in reference to when I said, you know, if you had the option to bring a, a head or, a, you know, a real a real tube amp, but you, you chose a modeler, I, was, I said I didn't quite understand that. So he's saying, I'm with you there. I'll always bring a skeleton key or the B100 Deluxe if the show was local. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm playing a festival or touring, I bring the quad with a capture of those amps. You need to add an Alta to your mix there, man. That's the only he hasn't thing. had one yet. That's you know, the only thing that's missing. Anthony. Or Anthony's cool. One of those yeah, for, you your, want for your travel. This is it. Um, okay, just going through the questions here. Rick, who I know is an Australian-based guy, says, I think a lot of people ask if the IRX has a power amp because it looks similar to the Victory V4. It's like a half uh, the size. Yeah. Where's the power I'm going? Yeah. You know, I kind of hate class D power amps too. So that's my other problem. If you want a power amp uh, for it, you know, get a um, one from um, ISP maybe. Because that is not a class D power amp, but it's small still. Okay. Punch here. Be better. I'm going to check those out. Um, or maybe we'll make our own. There you go. Um, Eventually. Yeah. Don't the hold dealer, your breath on this. The dealer please. and the healer. With the, oh, with the amp. Do, with not, the, um, do not hold your breath on this, please. With the power with amps in baked in. <laughs> you have the power amps in baked in. I, I won't even tell you what I um, possibly <laughs> is dreamed up. <laughs> I'll keep guessing until you cave in. Um, oh, hey, Mark's here. Hey, man. Mark, good to see you. I just um, saw you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I watched a great show with Billy Mark. That was that was super cool. Boys, I'll be right back in one second. I got to take a leap. All right, man. Yeah. Intermission, um, as Lyle Caldwell uh, calls it. Yeah. Mark says, I like, <laughs> yeah, I like this idea of only letting subscribers chat. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, that's the that's the cheat that you do when you don't have a moderator in your on your stream, Mark. Um, it certainly stops all the random stuff, I guess. It certainly helps. And it forces um, people to subscribe too, maybe. Yeah. Oh shit! I got to subscribe to watch it. Okay, click. <laughs> yeah. Well, any any leverage, right? Any leverage. We we put we put. You know what? We might have got you some more subscribers because uh, we posted the link. Yeah, well, it's always it always helps, mate. And I did I did notice that on the <coughs> on your previous stream, you you said that you're coming over onto this one, so that's cool. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. I forgot about the fact that you have to be a subscriber. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, well, they figured it out, didn't they? Yeah, this is it, right? Um, Mark says, "I wonder what Dave thinks of doing that for our show on the Ask Dave." Yeah, I think it's a no brainer. Well, I um. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it might be a good idea to to drive people to subscribe, or it cuts off people that would watch it normally. <coughs> I don't know how to. Um, I'm not sure. Wait, I need more drink. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep going here. And then, and then there was one. Uh, loud guitar with a super chat. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Jason, I'm waiting to see a video on one of your first builds, uh, the SE slash number 36 inspired amp. I'm in the process of assembling parts to build one. Um, do you mean the SE50 that I did, which is you know way, way, way back? I did a kind of a, I guess, a version of John Sir's SE100 long time ago or a number 36 style mod on a on a marshall because i've done both of those um you can send me an email if you if you like mate and i'll um might be able to help you out i would like um, to thank i would like to thank whoever got me the belvini <laughs> caribbean cask which um did that just randomly show up <laughs> no, it didn't randomly show up. Someone brought it to me, but I've actually forgotten who brought it to me. So uh, I'll just publicly thank them. That's close to randomly showing up. Close enough, right? Yeah. If you can't remember who bought it, then might as well have just randomly showed up, I guess. Whiskey really is the best when you're sick. I don't I don't care. I'm old school, man. It's better than Tylenol. It just clears you right, clears your sinuses right up. And it does, actually, to be honest. Oh, I because I, I felt much worse on the last show. Not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be the effect of the whiskey. Well, I think this is the whole point, right? <laughs> Maybe. I've only had one glass until right now, so hold on. The question that much the yet. real question is is whether like in you know three hours from now, <clears throat> whether you're still being well, I have to do another podcast in the morning. Oh really? With Lyle. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Is that tomorrow morning? Oh well. I think so. Yeah, that's one you can't make. It'll be super early for me, I imagine. Is that on his channel or 10 a.m. my on? time? Where's this oh, at? Man. Yeah. Yeah. They, what time is that your time? That that would be on his IG. channel. Yeah. 10 a.m. Come on out. Yeah, I'll check it out. It'd be okay your time. So what's that for you, Shay? 1 p.m. is it? Uh yeah. Well, yeah, so, so I don't even know what time. Two that hours is difference in Indiana or three? It's 10 o'clock, 10 and 16 right now. You're in Easton, yeah? That's yeah, three Easton. hours, then. Yeah, three hours. At one o'clock for you. That's easy. Well, if I did that, then, I, you know, it's like this guy, the guy in the chat's going to be like, damn, he's not going to be working on my aunt tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you can do you can do both at the same time. I've got the, I've got you a. You can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a computer set up in the workshop, so I'll often be working on an aunt with yeah. a. Even I need to do that. you slide over to the computer and go, wait, I got to type something here. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. That's exactly. Uh, you can help me answer this question, guys. So the question is from Chris. It says, uh, so you live an hour away from Melbourne, so that's wait, cool. Wait, did I say it was tomorrow? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's Saturday. Saturday, right on. Oh, so that's Sunday morning for me, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, still, still too early. I'll watch it on replay, I'm sure. Uh, the question is, Jason, what is the best Marshall for me to buy and have you mod it to be closest to the Fortin Meshuggah amp, which is 
A 50 Pretty watt. Much. Yeah, it's a 50 watt pre-tone stack. Dioclipin Jose amp, yeah? The Meshuggah? Basic. With a few... Very basic. Amp. A couple little B attributes thrown in there, too. Yeah. It's funny, you know, the, the closest amp that I've ever seen to that one was actually one of yours, Dave, before that amp came out. Um, it was a it was a mod that you did for Reza and um years and years ago. It's on Reza's YouTube channel. It's got like eighty thousand views, tons of views. It was an eighty seven. Oh, the Marshall reissue? Eighty seven X. Yeah. 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 Yep. That amp was super 50 close watt? to that. I've fifty watt. It sounded killer. Actually, my buddy bought that amp and I, you know, I got a chance to play it. And it was sick, man. Yeah, it was just my variation of a Jose on that one. It, it was yeah. just, um, uh, but um, I mean, yeah, the Forden one is is really it's it's a variation on a Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's exactly what it is. There you yep. go. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's no really simple here. first gain stage, but yeah. he's got the. Um, Two resistors in series with a, a a cap across one of them. That boy, where did that come from? I think he's got some ferret beads in there too. He's got a ferret bead on the input, yeah. Um, and uh, out of that into a one meg pot, out of that in, into uh, uh, with a hundred k to ground, and then through a sixty eight k resistor back into the next tube stage, yeah. And then the rest is Marshall, and then you got the. Uh, Pre-tone stack. Pre stack master with the two styles of diode clipping and you're done yeah no no depth pot none no. of that stuff on that amp it's just pretty pretty straight up but you know he you know that those boost pedals that he sells the 33 and whatever i mean those are perfect to add to that that kind of circuit too so yeah yeah so the short answer chris is a 50 watt marshall and 50 watt reissue would work well. Yeah, reissue 997X. Yeah. Or I could just build you one. Pre uh, pre effects loop. If you're going to get a 50 watt 87X pre effects loop, because the output transformers on the the ones that have the effects loop, just they're not as good. I don't you think, think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I think, I think all of them were shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of them after. Mm, 1979 <laughs> were shit. You want that one? Actually, wait, no. Before that, when actually, you, everything after you... 1976 was shit. I was gonna uh, say <laughs> they're all shit. They're all shit. I reckon. I think you've probably been a little bit harsh there, Dave. Maybe we could go into the late 70s, maybe early 80s, perhaps. Yeah. Not once it switched to 800. Yeah. The minute it switched to 800, those transformers cheapened out, and they progressively over the years got worse and worse. I'm not sure there's that much of a difference in you the like, transformer from the non-loop like, to the loop ones. You like the JMP stuff? You said the late 70s that you still like? It or? would be better than the... 800s? Than the, the 800 transformers. Yeah, I like the uh, though. Although, to be honest, early seventies transformers in general, earlier seventies would be even better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back to what he was saying. Like, I just 
I like I really like the '90s stuff a lot. Like the first three issues that they did in the '90s, mm -hmm. the plexis. I they're fine. I, they're good. I love they're good. them. I yeah. think, dude, I would I would rather mod those than basically anything. Right. I, I mean, I, I've done tons of those over the years, and they they yeah. come out well. I yeah. mean, there's some little tricks you can do to make the transformer sound a little bit richer. The thing about those transformers is they just don't sound that rich. They just sound a little. They sound basically the same, but lacking a little, a little bit of magic, character, and magic. You know. So, Dave, we're probably talking the difference between something sounding great and sounding amazing, right? You know, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not saying you can't tweak the circuit to work with the transformer, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I mean, I've modded tons of those, and yes, they can come out great. Something yeah. about the effects loop versions. I think the the hundred watts, like the the two two hundred three X, and the uh, nineteen fifty nine SLP with the with the effects loop had good, you know, good um, sounding amps with those, but the 87x with the effects loop there's something about that ot i just don't really like and i don't know what it is but i don't know if it's really that much different but it'd be interesting comparison yeah we need one of each and i have a transformer switcher oh really yeah that you can do it in real time so that oh, would be that'd be the fun. point that'd be fun yeah so you can hook up two ot's to the same and you can switch it mm. that's cool oh man Going down the deep rabbit hole. I'm right going to build myself one of those, man. That sounds pretty cool. That's a, well, that's yeah, because then you can really tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. So Chris, just you can email me, man. Go to the website, use the contact us, or just email me, uh, and we can figure something out, man. But that amp is, I can do something like that. And this is what the Cali board, the DIY board that people, most popular board that I do, does that, does that amp, that Meshuggah style amp for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, next thing we've got. Here we go, guys. This is a good one from Jimmy Mack. Jimmy says, thanks for taking questions, guys. I'm planning on building a 50-watt JMP2204 style amp. What mods do you recommend for a great rock sound? Doesn't have to be super high gain. Jason, you take it away. <laughs> you take it away, man. I think I think Jason will say, oh, "Do the no, JQB no. mod on it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ripping pages Damn, out of Dave's. I'm bust, ripping pages out of Dave's book here. Live live time. No, yeah, that's that's probably true. The simplest. Well, I mean, look, the simplest thing you can do to a, I would say, to a two two zero four style. 2203 applies as well, right? Is play with that second gain stage, the cold yeah. clipper, right? So you've got the, the guys with the 100K plate, 10K cathode. Mm -hmm. You start playing with that cathode resistor and reducing its value. You can do it by putting a resistor in parallel with the 10K and just see what you like. You would be amazed at the difference that you'll get. And then you can try it with a bypass cap. And then you'll find that probably you get to the point where if you end up with kind of like a, replicating the first gain stage with a 2k7 on a 0.68 bypass cap you probably find that there's too much gain then and then you'll be you'll be wanting to tweak other parts of the amp but that's where i would start yeah put it on a switch 
yeah. see what you like. Yeah. Well, anything to add, guys? Dave? <laughs> if you if all sorts you, of things you can do with that that whole yeah thing. Um, <clears throat> in in like the little Jakey Lee amp I did the little twenty watt, I wound up adding a um, across that. <clears throat> So we put a resistor across the pot, essentially, right? So that reduces yeah. reduces the two twenty k resistor reduces it really across yeah. one meg. It then is a one hundred and eighty k value, roughly, yeah. tightens and it up. Um, tightens it up. Actually, even the slight difference in that, like if you say put a three thirty k across it, and then it's it's more like two twenty k to ground. Even mm -hmm. that loosens it up a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of shiny. I like it with the two twenty k across the one meg because yeah. it just kind of keeps it kind of tight. Um, but like sweet. in that little amp, I wound up putting across that resistor uh, a two twenty k picofarad to ground, two twenty picofarad to ground. Okay, uh, it just I needed to roll just a little, a little bit of top that, but not enough end. where it was changing the overall vibe of it. You know. Just a little of the high highs needed to come off a little bit. And yeah. you, Dave, you you configured that amp with a forty seven hundred picofarad bright yeah. cap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the interesting combo there. That's that's super cool. Um, yeah, Jimmy, I, mean, like I generally listen to it with the gain on ten, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm. but, but, but the but the it was just like, oh man, it's just a little strident in the top end. I was just like, yeah. It's a little too present on this particular amp, so yeah. I was like, "That'll do it." Yeah, just just a little. It's I started out with a hundred picofarad, and I'm like, "Okay, that took a little tiny bit of the edge off," and then I'm just like, "But it didn't change the vibe and the overall attack and everything." And then yeah. I'm just like, "Go a little bit further." So I think it was two twenty actually. So it was just a little bit, just just rolled a little bit yeah. of the the subtle, yeah, super high highs off. Yeah, and uh, and that was nice. Actually, that's actually I actually probably would have done that on the hundred watt. Now, in retrospect, um, but yeah, had dinner with Jake. All right, when you're in Vegas. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Had dinner at this lovely restaurant in Vegas. Gotta go to Vegas, Mark. I mean, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> Wrong show. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> I mean, Excuse yeah. me. That's um, funny. That's funny. Mark's, uh, Mark's still here. Tell him. <laughs> Have you been to what? Vegas? He was here before. Me? Yeah, you. That yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, gee, a long time ago, Dave. It was um, I was in my twenties. <laughs> a long time ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> like shit, thirty years ago. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It's way different now. <laughs> I bet. I mean, yeah, it was a bit of an eye opener then, but that was a, it was a long time ago. Um, well, next time I come over, I'll we'll, we'll have to get. Yeah, I had a dinner to... dinner with my uh, <clears throat> Jake, Pete Thorne, and my wife. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, she. By the end of it, she was bored to death. <laughs> bored of you guys talking. Oh, you guys God. Are it's just like yeah, yeah. and then and then Jake and Pete were going at it like they're just like yeah yakking gear and shit to each other yeah and, been, and my wife's like looking at me i'm like looking at her going oh jesus i know what's sorry sorry right. sorry <laughs> maybe i should um, just come to vegas myself 
I don't know. So, she uh, like, yeah, uh, right. Uh, she uh, might uh, like. <laughs> we got a question here about uh, a JCM one hundred nineteen eighty seven. So, well, you mean like a, a four hole fifty water, but not in a JCM eight hundred? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. actually got one of those. Uh, had the best tech in Auckland. <laughs> Make sure it was stopped. But the amp refused to overdrive. Refused to overdrive? Even when you have it on 10? Uh, that seems... Is it a non-master volume? Like, is that what he's saying? If it's like, a stock 987, yeah. then that's a 50-watt plexi, you know, like, yeah. you know, plexi. Um, yeah. Look, I... I've have had, I'm sure both of you guys have had the same experience. I've had many amps come in that were told where I was told it's stock, and you open it up, it's not stock. Someone's yeah. fucked around with it. Normally, it works right. perfectly fine. It works perfectly fine. You open it up, <laughs> and then shit's smoking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's yeah. Perfect. Um. Yeah. Well, man, you can. If you want to post some, if you want to post some pictures of that amp in the in the DIY group, you're welcome to, man. People will have a look at it and tell you whether it's stock or not. Pretty easy to tell from pictures normally. Uh, I don't know. Gee, if it's done right, it should distort quite a lot on ten. Oh yeah, but you, you have should. to turn it on ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the only way it's going to distort. Yeah, or if you've got. If you've got an old school bright cap in there, then you know anything from six or seven, you should yeah. be rocking. Yeah. Um, this must be the old hundred watt. Don't tell me I'm that far behind in the chat. No, this is only forty minutes ago. Um, <laughs> That's quite a bit. So, Rob, <laughs> Rob says, um, <clears throat> no one in the modern day is ever going to order a one hundred watt two by twelve combo. Yep. I um. Yeah. I don't think that's true, but okay. If he's on cast, I've had maybe. people ask me before to make it again. Right. Yeah, so crazy. Hey, Dave, you might know the answer to this. Rick says George Lynch said he prefers the two two o fours. That must George, be over to George Lynch says a lot of things. <laughs> I don't think he knows what he prefers. <laughs> mm. I've heard that before, though. <laughs> have, have yeah he prefers okay. a lot of things let's <laughs> let's let's state that um murray's murray guitar pickup says it's refreshing to hear you guys talk openly about your craft pickup guys do not share information that's interesting i don't know man how many secrets are there in pickups i have no idea you know what i think a lot Actually, I don't know. You know, I I I, <clears throat> I recently put a pickup that um um oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? Um, James James from Rewind Pickup sent me. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know yeah. a creme brulee uh PAF that he has, and uh, man, I. I had I've had I had it sitting on my bench forever to put it in the guitar, right? Like he sent me a few pickups and um I just like didn't do it. And one day I'm like, all right, that's it. I don't like the pickup in this guitar anymore. I'm changing it. Let's try one of these. So I'm like, let's do the creme brulee first. You know, let's try that because that's a really 
well-selling PF for him. And I put it in the guitar and I'm like, holy crap, this thing sounds amazing. I, I, I was just like, this is really cool. And it's El Nico 2, um, but it doesn't really sound like El Nico 2. It's interesting. It has a lot of snap to it and a lot of, huh. it's not soft and it's punchy and, and loud, but it's only 8.3 or 4K, you know, and um, man, it was a good sounding pickup. I really was impressed. I was like, I wonder how great. the how the kind of the craft has made its way, you know, through different people. Like in our in our world, I guess you know we, well, I certainly did, right? I discovered a few kind of underground forums and other places that you could you could kind of learn stuff, and yeah, people were, people were happy to contribute and and pass information on and so on. And obviously now there's you know YouTube and all kinds of stuff where you can learn from. Does that does that same kind of thing exist in the pickup world? I'd imagine not. probably not as much, but I'd imagine not as they, much. They probably have their forums that you know. I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I do know that, like you know, you you can have two different pickups that have that will say like the same resistance and then. Mm same magnet and then they sound completely different so yeah sure there is some definite definite you know <clears throat> it's a bit like um trade going on it's a bit like the magic of winding transformers yeah, it's yeah. The, all the dark arts there um well, it's like the one guitar you have that nags yeah with the um eric steckle the eric steckle nags yeah yeah that's got that's um, the Duncan the the Duncan pickups, right? Yeah, that's that, that's just the, the Saturday night special. That guitar sounds amazing. It is every time I plug it's it in, right. that's just yeah, I mean is. that one sounds really amazing. So yeah. I would think that those pickups sound amazing. That would be my first thing. And and there's a you know a shit ton of pickups Duncan makes that sound amazing. Um just gotta decide which one. Yeah, there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of pickups to Marzio makes that sound amazing. <clears throat> Let's just talk the two big ones, you know, and yep. then you know, and then there's tons of small builders that have pickups that sound amazing. There's a lot. It's a bit like um, it's like the pedal world, isn't it? There's a lot of pickups out there. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hard to know where to look. Um, and as far as, as far as pickups go, I am just I got stuck years ago on the super distortion. Like the really? super, yeah, the super distortion that pickup. I don't know. It's high output, but it's it's got a lot of clarity. Yeah, to it, it does. So, I don't know. That's that's. Uh, I haven't ventured out too much into the uh, boutique um, pickup world, but I see them out there. I know you can. You convinced me to put some uh, super distortion in that. You know the the Greco yeah. Explorer yeah, that I picked look, up in nineteen seventy eight. The yeah. double cream. It looks yeah. good. It sounds good too, actually. Like, is it a new one or old one? It's a new one. Yeah. yeah. Those sound fine. Yeah. What the super distortions? Yeah. The yeah, new ones? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. newer ones. I prefer them. I prefer the new ones over the old ones. Um, I don't know. I've had some old ones that just didn't have the same. I don't know. The tone was Live different. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Dixie Dillo says, pick up guys are like a cult. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't share shit, I think that's meant to say, unless you're in the business. Um, yeah. Lyle's here. Hey, man. 
Hey, man. Drive-by comment. He's got a JCM 2000 TSL. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 2x12 combo, 100 watt. Oh, man. The question isn't, did Marshall <laughs> make them? But should they have? Yeah. Oh, dear. Good point. Have yeah. fun. Have well, fun should Marshall have made the TSL at all? Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? The third channel? Uh, well, why didn't... Yeah. I mean, because it was the DSL, right? Well, they yeah. could have just played on the DSL and kind of made that work first. DSL was far superior to the TSL. Yeah. <laughs> in every way, even though the DSL is not the greatest in the world, but it they can get the job far done. better than the yeah. TSL. Yeah. I'd agree. I've never heard anyone say that they love their TSL. I've heard no. them say that they kind of, yeah, they can live with it. And I've, yeah. But I hear a lot of people say that they love their JCM 2000. Yeah. DSL. Yeah. Um, love, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know, some people say that, but yeah. I know I know what you mean, man. Hey, question here, Dave. Uh, B100 Deluxe Manual, it shows a structure switch on the front. Tonsky says that his is on the back. Yeah, that was an earlier one. So it was at the, on the back, now it, and then it moved to the front? Uh, yeah, that was like an early prototype, and I, well, so sorry. On the back, that's right. well, that's a good. He, you, you got an early. I, 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 I don't even remember the lineage of what I changed and what time I changed yeah. it any, anymore. I've lost track completely. No, no <laughs> difference. No difference in parts. Uh, between different lineages of the no. amp, sure. Oh, probably not the structure switch. The structure no, switch. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same. No, same. same changing the cathode or the second stage. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Groundbreaking. I mean, does it? That'll do a lot for the voicing, though. Oh sure. yeah, totally. That's a good. That's a good mod. It this pops. is um. Sorry, Dave. It pops, but oh well. Oh yeah, well <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. You gotta live with that sometimes. You gotta live with it, right? You're switching yeah. DC. Not much you can do about that, other than mute mute circuits, and then people complain about the fact that you got a mute circuit. So. <laughs> okay, Rob. That's cool. Yeah, I like that says, one. You know, there's many people that said, yeah. "Oh, that's too dark." That one right there. That's so. That's this is the one. No, I don't, the I don't have that. Ten, that wouldn't be a B100 because that didn't exist in 2006. So this, it would have to be 2009-ish. Would this uh, be your? Would Rob be describing your amp, Shay, like the one that you pointed out before? Is this what? I think so. I know oh, that's a mod, but like he's talking about B100, so that B100, didn't really exist yeah. until 2009. So the elevated heater mod, though, that was really neat how you did that on on these amps. Um, you just you know ran the elevated in, the in between, right on the screens there. Yeah, yeah, in between. When I, I first I, got, I, with that I had time. no idea what the fuck that was. I was looking at that <laughs> and I said, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> This well, because I had I've lower, had I had lower filtering, and then I used half the filter cap for the other filter for the, the elevated screens, and um, yeah. and it worked really well. Um, you did that on the production models too, yeah. Early production models were yeah, that the working, yeah. wired stuff, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The red boards, I should say. I'm I'm yeah. laughing at that because I had the exact same experiences you say so what Dave, the hell I, is this I, you go what the fuck i first that? saw you you well i saw that on the dirty shirley oh yeah because right? mm -hmm. you had the 
you know the can cap on the inside yeah. you're using half of that as a filter on the yeah screen to set up an elevated heater and i this is a long you know i don't know how many years ago right but i was like what the fuck and i sat there and just tried to study that for oh, for weeks trying to figure out what the hell it was and then i finally realized ah oh, elevated heaters it was so cool um I mean, Rob, you say there's been so many changes, but in, in reality, the actual circuit is relatively exactly the same as it always was. So, I mean, yeah, there's been changes in filtering. There's been changes in negative feedback over the years. Um, generally speaking, you know, people complain they wanted it brighter and they wanted it brighter and they wanted it brighter. And it's like, okay. Or make it brighter. That's when you start um, doing that. Or what? Yeah, that mod, the early mod that you did to do that was called the power drive. I think is what you called the name. Well, that was just a variable. That was just a. Yeah, yeah you're really fanboy. Well, I, I, <laughs> I know a lot about mods, man. The the, uh, the uh, yeah, it was just variable negative feedback. That was yeah. that was the, the 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 one amp that spawned all of it was this one modified purple marshal god knows where it is today but it had those things on it It had a variable negative feedback with a pod mm -hmm. i think it was just a 100k pod that was mm -hmm. that was uh in series with the 47k feedback resistor off the 16 ohm tap at the time or maybe even the speaker jack at the time which to me is the 16 ohm tap because I always use the 16 ohm cap. Um, yeah, very that had variable depth, a variable yeah feed, negative <clears throat> feedback. I mean, you, I Which mean, you have, cool, you have to you know? know that I've learned a lot from you, like in those <laughs> years. So of course I know about this stuff. Yeah, you know, I've uh, only been modding for like seven, you know, six, seven years now. So yeah, those yeah. you know, I've paid attention to all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, all that is just like really simple little tweaks that will, yeah. will you know, you know, in, in retrospect, does it really matter? You know, it, it, you put you put the variable negative feedback on a pot and it's like, yeah, it sounds different, but is it really that much different. OK, yeah, it gets brighter as you turn it up. OK, yeah. Yeah. Is it like, well, for the guys who would does it bit, really you know, change too dark? maybe yeah yeah does it really change here's the thing that always it's always sort of interesting is like the way i had it originally really made it up to the plexi amp i was a being it to mm, yeah you know the feedback and everything and how how it was uh it, it you know when you compared it apples for apples <clears> you know <throat> it was like Pretty much like that, but yeah, you know when when people decided that the JCM eight hundred was their quintessential amp, which I don't believe is when I when I was growing up, you know, in the eighties, right? So the JCM eight hundred was the new amp, mm -hmm. and that's not what was used on all those records. Everyone had older amps, yeah. 800 yep. was not used on those records and i yep. don't know how it became this de facto amp and 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 frankly to me it was always um a bit brittle 
and a bit loose in the low end, you know, compared to even a plexi, you know, it was, Oh yeah. Agree. You know, it was, yeah. So I, I mean, I understand. And then everyone started using a master volume circuit and then they started boosting it with, you know, they were boosting it with super overdrive pedals, you know, or OD ones, the original with, without the tone knob. And that was a sound in, but that was basically kind of the modded sound. So then we go to the Bruce Egnator power drive mod. Here's one for you that was published in Guitar uh, Power Drive. I think it was called Power Drive. Uh, Guitar Player Magazine. Oh, really? A mod you could do to your Marshall, your JC Main Hunter Marshall. Wow. And it had it had the whole circuit. And you know, you know, the funny thing is uh that was designed, that front end tube boost stage was designed to mimic the super overdrive pedal. So Bruce did that because that's what was used a lot in Detroit at the time. So um, it, it's an interesting that's mod. Cool. When you when you look at this mod, it's, I've never it's, seen this before. Yeah, yeah. There's there's I I can dig up a picture. Uh, uh, not right now, but I can dig up a picture. I know yeah. I know where it is. Um, essentially, it was a, a tube stage in front of a JC Man hundred. There were some other little modifications of the 800 that were slightly different, but let's just say it's a tube stage in front of an 800. <clears throat> Essentially, it was um, a 1.5K with a 10 mic cap for the first cathode. Okay. Uh, it had a 100K, uh, I believe it was a 100K plate resistor. Maybe it was a 220. Um, and then a 0047. A 10K in series, 100K to ground, and then another 10K into series into the next tube stage. Sounds perfect. Uh, In reality, that was going into the input of of a stage that was already, you know, maybe... maybe. So the way the schematic read, um, after that 10K, there was a... On the other input, because he had two inputs, there was a uh, 2.2 meg to ground which is unlike the one meg but a 2.2 meg to ground and yeah. that went straight into the tube so yeah. so there was no other series resistor there no grid no grid resistor no not there but it well the 10k was acting as a grid oh, okay in reality you know the 2.2k okay. was yeah. there gotcha yeah i don't know so <laughs> yeah. that's cool and i've never heard and of the this rest of the circuit was a stock well relatively stock there was a couple little changes like there was no bright cap on the mixer <clears> resistor and there there was no uh in the in, into the one mag there was no peaker circuit it was just straight into the one mag what year do you think this was oh man this was like <clears throat> i mean he developed this mod i know who he developed the mod with this local guitar player at the time um but that mod dates back to when I was a kid. So this was in the early, early 80s, it dates back to. So, because I remember distinctly playing a JCM 800 modded Marshall with that mod in it. Had an extra input, and you plug into that input, it was like a hot-rodded 
And it sounded glorious. I bet it did. And um, and in reality, recently I revisited that, and it works really well. Although I changed the cathode values a little bit on the first stage, but worked really well actually. If you left everything else kind of stock, you know, mm-hmm. and it it did. It, it's good. It's great. He had it right to begin with. Hell yeah. And- Dave, you said that was published on Guitar Player magazine. Yeah. As a, as a, I, think a post, I think there's a post that has a picture of the magazine <clears throat> on the Metro form somewhere that has a picture of the mod out of the magazine. Was it, it, published, was, as a, was it published as a schematic or like a, light, a wiring layout kind of? It was a schematic, but it was um, was not done quite like a schematic. It was a little more pretty than that but more, yeah a bit more a bit more user-friendly yeah um far out man and the um, funny thing is actually that does work really well that that basic front end boost does work quite well the parts and everything it just oh yeah. yeah everything you just said it makes it doesn't sound bad like no. I, can, I can see it like it doesn't it doesn't, yeah, it was it doesn't, a, doesn't a sound out of the ordinary there Against it works particularly well if you don't have a resonance circuit. Yeah. Um, well, none of them did back then. No, none of them did, and maybe that's for the better. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about a resonance circuit is it it sort of shifts the phase a little bit. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. If you listen to an amp with and without it. It does something weird in the phase of the amp. Yeah. And and there's something that's more organic and more real sort of about not having it, to be this, honest. This Jubilee mod that I just yeah. did, I modded the whole entire amp without a resonance, resonance circuit. Yeah. And I added that last. Yeah. And I, I've never done that before. And I think that that was really smart because I could really hear what the real amp sounded like yeah and then you know that's just kind of like a little extra flavor you figure out whether you need those finishing touches yeah yeah um so mark says uh tell shay he needs to come on tone talk you're ready man yeah you're ready now you're you're, (laughs) you got it now well now you have no excuse (laughs) (laughs) you got all the i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i uh when you guys asked me to do that originally Sorry, my camera's got terrible audio. Your camera's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Um, man. man, I would I had just put out my first production run of the skeleton key. And um dude, I was floored on emails and I was just really overwhelmed at the time. And I was like, if I do that show, like I, like how am I You're gonna breathe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was just like, man, I kind of just wait a little bit, but yeah, you know, we'll, I'd, I'd love to come on and chat with you guys for sure. It'd be cool. All right. You should, man. Yeah. You should. You got all your gear, man. You got your mic now and you're like, and you're all set yeah, up. Yeah. I got your gear. I'll, you're ready. I'm, I need your to work on this. Fine. I don't know why you keep doing that. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> well, it looks like until you do it. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Autofocus problems on my end. There we go. No, Not over good. here, actually. Sorry. It looks clear to me. It looks yeah. like you've got, you know, you're using an expensive, SLR, it's, it's, it's SLR that I got. I've up. just got a cheap house webcam. 
Um, Same with me. <laughs> yeah. Gary well, says we need to. A, I need to get one of those then. That looks great. We need to get some t-shirts done. With, I just have uh, a Logitech Brio. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to look into that because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be dealing with that. The webcams are easy because you just like stick it on top of them. You still got to tweak them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, the Logitech Brio, I had to figure out. I'd sit there and tweaking, staring at myself in a in a the <clears> photo <throat> booth on the computer. You know, just going, okay, well that looks better. Okay. Yeah. Any um, Vince is asking, what do we all think of stereotone or cheriotone? I don't know how you pronounce it. Any Fucking copycat any bastards? No, wait, I didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean they. Actually, he makes a very clean amp inside. Yeah. So you know, I got to say, he does really good work. So you know, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was kidding with that partially. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, I see, you know, he's he's cloned your amp, so you can have. I know. I you can have. You can have that, right? Yeah, but, but it, you know it's okay. Do, I mean, they, whatever. They do, it they do beautiful work. That's they, for sure. they do really nice work, and you know his stuff is quality. So I don't. He's a nice guy. I, I too. can't. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him. I like. I like. Uh, him. He's a nice dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say. Uh, you know, sorry. I was just a fucking. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was just messing around. That's why I put the question up because I knew you'd. Uh... Well, I mean, I'm. You know, I mean, everyone, hmm, everyone sort of, you know, takes from everyone, you know, so to speak, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm, you know, I, you know, do, I think there's a business model for something he does, you know, he sells something for cheaper. So, you know, it's <clears throat> does great work, beautifully wired. So hats off to that. For I think sure. that, yeah, the internals are extremely high quality, and the workers that he's got doing that are yeah. really good at what they do. I don't do. know how I totally feel about the transformers. I mean, the power transformers seem fine. Exactly. I'm not so sure about the output transformer. I always seem like I have to tweak it a lot to kind of get it to sound. I've right. I've told them every time if you know if if, <laughs> if he ever listens to this, I would just say you know. He's got so much stuff going right. Yeah. But they should go back to the drawing board on the OTs with the, with the guy he's working with because they just, there's something about them that just doesn't, doesn't just quite, stuff. not yeah. quite all the way there. Especially when everything else is so good. And I'm not shitting on the brand at all. I mean, the amps sound good. If you buy one of those, you're going to, I mean, most people just love them and they're happy, but. Um, I think he made, he probably made his name with the, with the Dumble clone. You know the ODS thing, um, and there was probably at the time very much a market like a that was a space in the market that no one was probably filling to a, to a large degree. I think Dave, if he, um, you know, if if Shay or I ever got to the stage where there's a serotonin clone of one of our amps, <laughs> we'd probably be, we'd probably be happy because <laughs> it would oh it would, wow. mean, it would mean we've been doing something right. I would suggest we made it. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't clone me, Nick. I don't care. Don't clone me, Nick. <laughs> um, see, I told you people love DSLs. Shredding 51, JCM 2000, DSL 50 is a fantastic amp. There you go. Um, Lyle says, 
the fifties are okay. The hundred watts have suicidal tendencies that they spontaneously decombust. Absolutely. Um, we've got a super chat here. It's okay then, Dave. JCM nine hundred fifty watt versus a DSL forty watt. There you go. The battle of the battle of the heavyweights there. <laughs> I don't know. JCM nine hundred, mm, not so much. DSL forty maybe better, but I'm not forty. Mm, I don't know. Depends for what what use, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. It does. It does. Um, where are we at here, guys? Uh, so that mod was posted in March 1995. Oh, that's amazing. And Carl Popick <clears throat> is maybe going to send me the picture of the schematic right now. Sick. Oh wow! He just sent me the picture of the front of the magazine. Oh wow! Man. Ask him if he's got a so, scanner. Well, I mean, yeah, he just take a picture of it, right? So, well, I just said, well, take a pic of the mod schematic and send it to me. Oh. <laughs> so, Sick. let's see if he sends it to me. That's awesome. That's killer. If he sends it to me, I can post it in the private chat on this. And then, yep. and then I think I can post it to there, and then you can post it. I can share it up if you, if you. If Come I on, get, Carl. Hurry up. Um, I don't even know where we are in the chat. I haven't been looking at it. No, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get my. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> trying to get my beer. Trying to get my bearings here. Uh Oh yeah, Don just Don just just Don to Shane. Hey man, I can't say your name properly. Sorry. Um, love you one hundred deluxe. Yeah, you've got one of those. Turn all the sh turn the shit off it on the back. Definitely not mm -hmm. too bright. Yeah, killer ramp. What's on the back, Dave? What do we got? We got. Actually, I think I think you know though. Don't discount the C forty five switch on the back. Yeah, so that sounds really cool. I agree. Don't discount that. <coughs> if you have the C45 on, you could probably uh, turn the fat on or off, and you won't even notice that much of a difference. Because it's a different different loading on it. So, like, you notice a huge difference because of the load that, on the BE setting of the load that's after the cap. So the load is rolling off, you know, it's a high-pass filter. So if you put a bigger cap into it, it gets much fatter. But uh, because the C45 is really just like 750K to ground or something, it's the load's not as big. So the difference in the two caps is kind of nominal. It's just like you, hard to hear. I love how we're just like talking to ourselves and the chat is just talking to themselves. Perfect. <laughs> well, this is the, this, this chat, like there is, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to scout for questions in here. Cause there's a lot of just chit chat in here without yeah. a whole lot of stuff, but here's, yeah, here's one. It's all good. Favorite, um, <clears throat> favorite boost pedal in front of the JCM 800 DOD overdrive 250 boss SD one, something else. SD you guys have preference? Good. I like an SD one. 
Yeah, me too. I would do it. My favorite's an mm. OD 808. That's good. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, like, so many. Uh, uh, the SD1 is great. OD1 is great. 250 is great. Um, Tube Screamer can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, or you get a Robert Keeley new whatever the green new pedal is he just came out with that is is a combo of the nobles or a tube screamer and then you can make a combo switch you know like you can make the tone stack of the nobles with the gain gain of the tube screamer or vice versa and actually it's really cool (laughs) i have one of his i have one of his modded pedals on my test uh board and i love it a modded DD3. You know, I just tried. I'm gonna have to send this a different way. Carl did send me this, um, but I'm going to have to text it to you. You can send it to me on. Um, yeah, I'm gonna text it. You can send it on Messenger. And bring it up. Well, it'd be easy to text it. So somebody just said I I just discovered Shays in the town where I went to college. Right on Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Been here for years. Chill. It's a chill spot. It's like a hippie university. Town. University town, yeah. Oh, here we go. Very late back. There's more there's more coming. <sighs> Copy. Um oops. All right, let me see if I can share this into the I'll share this into the stream, guys. Give me. Yeah, I couldn't I tried to copy and paste it in the Private chat. Private chat. It did not work. Um, <clears throat> uh, why can't I see this thing? Oh, hang on. I might need to save it. And let's see. What else do I have? Uh, what else Anthony Carl? says he has a Robert Keeley modded SD1. I bet that is sick. I'll check that out. And Carl Popic for the win. Carl, sorry I didn't get to hang out with you when I was in Vegas. I meant to. I wanted to, but it the time just got kind of weird. <coughs> just trying to bring oh, here we go. Let me see if I can bring this up. <laughs> freaking, he sent he sent all he sent all the pages of it. So. Not, not easy. Uh you could do it, man. Share screen. Can you like can you can you stream the 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 photo? You could share screen. Oh, sick. oh God, that's hard. Maybe hard to read. Yeah, but. it is. But that's sick. <laughs> um, wonder if I can do something on that? to you, man. March nineteen ninety five. Love to see this. This is cool. <clears throat> All right, so. If you look, awesome. you got you you got a one mag with a point sixty eight k into the tube stage. You have a one point five k and a 10, 10 mic cap. Yep. You do oh. have a hundred k plate resistor in this. I'm obviously yep. correct on that. Uh, you have a 0047, 10 k in series, hundred k to ground, mm-hmm. and it goes through the jack. Mm-hmm. You have a two point seven uh a two point uh, two mag to ground 
um, for the input jack. Yeah, because you need something yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, then the 2.7.68 standard. He does have a little uh, high-end coupling thing on the first plate resistor there, 001. Yeah. And then you got an, uh, the standard 022, no peaker into the one meg pot. And then your standard 10K stage, standard rest is standard 800 other than the fact it's missing the bright cap on the um this that must be a that's some good shit 95 320 320 ohm cathode resistor that can't be right i i don't think that's right wait where that must be a misprint i wonder how many people put a 320 ohm resistor there it seems like it's a misprint but what about the other stuff i sent you what did did it list a part list of anything let's see what else is there i think it's a20 pretty sure it's not listed in the resistors because it's Assuming because it's you just keep the stock cathode there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, have to ask him. Carl said there's a misprint. Okay. It's a misprint. It'd have to be. Yeah, it's not. The other pages is not mentioned at all. Yeah, but I can tell you this sounds pretty good. If you yeah. just do the circuit, it's it's like, yeah, okay, great. This sounds good. This is cool. That is cool. I love that they posted that in that magazine too. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, um, yeah, I mean, the other tweaks were just little tweaks that Bruce would have done. It, this kind of rings true. So so the Eggnator, um, well, it doesn't totally ring true. Um, there's some DNA what later became uh, the Eggnator channels and stuff. For sure. From, from this over here. There's a little bit of DNA in here. Yep. Yeah. How long has he been doing this? How long has Bruce been been doing this? Bruce is 70 now. How long? When did he? I wonder when he started doing the amp stuff. I don't know too much. Oh, about he that. started doing the amp stuff in the 70s. Sick. Wow, well, man. Oh, yeah. He's, um, I just love that Bruce has got this relentless drive to educate like the amount of like stuff that he answers on facebook uh, just blows me away yeah well, you know what i mean his, like he's, he's in all the groups he's in all the groups and he'll chime in and like yeah, it's amazing man and he's got his building class i mean who's doing that you know that is super yeah awesome. there's a lot of people lining I'd up still to go to one now honestly i've <laughs> i still go to one now you know, just, you know what I'm like. Out. You know, yeah. it is right through it. <laughs> and he's got that other. He's got the non non hands on. He's got that um, teaching class. A different yeah. like he's got the amp building, but he's got a theory kind of. You know, more of a classroom style thing. I'd love to. That would be awesome too. That'd be super cool. I mean, you get to build. I mean, if you go to the teaching class, right? You get to yeah. build an amp. I mean, you get to take an amp home. I mean, you're getting something out of the the other than other than I mean, like if you're someone that's never built an amp, obviously you're getting a lot of knowledge about it. But you get to take a working twenty watt or or fifty watt amp home. Yeah, I see. Um, I see that he's selling that as a as a 
as a kit now you can actually anyone can grab that kit yeah and do it and like you know it's infant you can just tweak it i mean to be however you want it to be i mean it's good transformers it's haybor transformers it's like it's good stuff you know i think the 50 watt kit doesn't doesn't have a choke in it but i've modded a couple of those for people and man there was a couple of them that came out i'm like man i don't want to give this amp back to this person (laughs) It came out so good. I'm like going, God, this thing sounds great, even with the, you know, no choke and stuff. You know, it's it sounded wow. awesome. Dave, do you have a view on like, you know, when does an amp need a choke? When when can you get away without without needing one? Well, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, like the, I mean, this particular amp sounded amazing without a choke. So I mean, ah. Yeah. Uh... I know that's a hard one. That's a, that's a tough one. I mean, I've heard tons of amps that don't have chokes that sound great. So me too. I mean, I don't think it's fifteen uh, or you know fifty fifty cent part, twenty dollar part. Yeah, can we tell? But can we tell is the question. How much yeah. different is it really? Yeah, you tell know? the values. You can you can tell the values pretty well. But yeah, as far as that, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't know. I mean, there's many there's amps that have come out obviously with no choke that never had one, and that's the sound that you associate with that. Fifty one fifty. Yeah, right. you don't right. know any different, right? Yeah, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I, uh, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I mean, my my little twenty watt amps don't have chokes. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Is there is there like a water in there? You know. I mean, does that sound is? <clears throat> does that sound okay? So the Jakey Lee 20 amp, right? So it's EL84s, right? And the thing, do you heard the comparison between that? Michael Nielsen did between that and the Hunter? Yep. Um, Was it, did you really tell the difference? No. Well, it's, I heard the same thing with the JJ as well, yeah? Yeah. AB, you know? I mean, at some point in volume, you'll know the difference, but at a moderate volume, nah. Um. I've never I've never worked on an amp and added a choke to it. That I just I just, you know it's like if I mod something I've never thought that it was like oh this needs a choke. It sound I don't know. Yeah. So you can get away with I've that. It, I've done it once. I did it once to a DSL. And was it better? <laughs> they come back up. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit a little bit better. It definitely had a different. It changed the feel of the amp, I mean, I, and I preferred the, it afterwards, to be honest. But you know, um, here's an interesting question from Doug, which says, "Can anyone explain the secret sauce that the wizards have? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're expensive. <laughs> well, pour a little of this into the amplifier as you're <laughs> as it's on. <laughs> Shit. See what happens." Poof, magic smoke goes up in there. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, you know, you read the forums and all this stuff, right? Uh, people make a lot of the transformers in those amps. <coughs> in Too much amp? is made of the transformers out of the, the wizards. The Mercury Magnetic. Oh, the wizards have, I don't think that's what he was referring to. He's just talking about the secret sauce, like what I guess the tone of, of the of the, the the modifying wizard guys, you know, like I don't know. Okay, 
I don't think he the was general wizards, not as in capital. Oh, I w thought he was wizard. talking about. I thought he was talking about the brand. The oh, I, I don't think so. But I could be wrong. Where the hell is it at? Can you explain the secret sauce the wizards have? Wizards. Okay. Wizards. Dave, Dave retracts his comment. The modifying wizards. So yeah, okay. well, there, well, the amp wizards. I guess I'm the amp wizards. Yeah. The amp wizards. Secret sauce. Um, either way, you can take you the sauce. You just. Pour a little scotch in the amp, when you're <laughs> and then, and then you just use your ears, right? That's it. Yeah, and play it. You got to play. Really, the really, really, it's all about everyone's individual idea what their what the tone is that they like. So, so you know, if Shane mods an amp, or if I mod an amp, they're going to be different. Take it to a certain because place. we have a different idea of what we want to hear in our in our ears, yeah. and you know, we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah. It's slightly different, you know. That's you got to you got to play it, you know. Like I've, uh, there I know there are a few engineers out there that have designed amps and so on that don't play guitar. And that's a, I don't even know how that. I've never that. understood that. How you I do don't that. understand. Yeah, because I just don't get it. There's no feedback loop there, you know. Like and yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feet, not not. I don't mean. Yeah, Jose never played a guitar. Didn't play guitar. Wild, that's wild, yeah, man. That's wild, <laughs> how crazy is that? Yeah, he he developed. How did you make it sound good? The guitar players that he worked that's with. Wild. You'd have to have a player come in, right? And then yeah, like, and play. And what do you think of this? Yeah, okay, I'll change this. What do you think of this? I'll change that. So really, it was the players that it, it, it developed the mods, so to speak. That is that is that is. But he knew he knew because I. I had an amp done by him. I was there with him. He knew he would just strum a guitar on the wall with <laughs> his hand, hit it with his hand. Works. And plugged oh, yeah. into the amp and he would know if it sounded right. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's crazy. He couldn't play That's the guitar, crazy. but he could hit hit a strum it with his hand and know if it was right. I don't know if that's really True, because there are some Jose amps that I've heard that have not been great. Do you know where that <laughs> amp is now? Which one? Because I've heard you talk about this one. Is this the JTM amp that you had? Oh, you it got sold. It got sold. Uh, the Black Flag uh, amp that I had. It got sold to some guy for a lot of money. Um, I have no idea who bought it. I had sold it to Lon Cohen Studio Rentals a million years ago, which I don't know why I sold it. Um, I think because I figured out, I, I found an amp I liked more. Yeah. Um, and uh, in retrospect, I should never have sold it. Well, we uh, all have but you know, hey, we all have those yeah. things. Yeah. And then um, he sold it. I mean, Today, and he sold it years ago now. Today, he could have even got more if he would have waited. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, uh, plus it was yours, you know? It well, yours, yeah, yours but would I you, think... Would you like it back? I asked him for it back. Yeah. <laughs> the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did, can I buy this back from you? No. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fair enough. 
Yeah. Um, I get that. I don't think you know. To be honest, it was a it was a really good sounding amp. I don't think it was because uh, I actually had it before he sold it. I asked him to take a look at it again, and um, I played it, and it was like, okay, this sounds good, but I don't think it sounds that good. You know, so I was. I do have pictures of it. Yeah. At that part, it would have just been like a, you know, I don't know, like a. Just a. Personal, yeah, I mean, like the, the, the ampo amp I want part with is the 50 watt plexi I have. I won't yeah. yeah. What's the. I, I'm, I've heard you talk about 68, that. 60 watt plexi sounds amazing. Sick. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that before for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. There's a. Um, Shay, if you want to have a, a bit of a well, bit of a look at that amp. So Steve Fryett featured it on his channel, didn't he, Dave? Yeah, oh, he did. Although I don't think it really got a a fair shake of way he like played it and stuff. But, oh yeah, that yeah. part. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was yeah, he, yeah. Didn't, he couldn't figure out the audio. You were like in the chat going, "Turn off your mic." Or, yeah, but it was kind he put of it on the ass, bench. But... It was it was interesting when he like he had it on the bench, didn't he? And took it, kind of took everyone through it to some degree. It was cool. Um, Scott, where are you, Scott? Scott's saying I can never get that Hayes question answered. I don't got to answer this about. guy's question. He's going. I don't know on. what it's Let's about, get this man. Guy happy man. Where I know, Scott, you're on all these. You're not. You're on all these streams, man. So I don't want to ignore you. That's for sure. Uh, a Hayes 15 that I modded and sounds like shit. Okay. <laughs> um, I've asked everyone what to do about it, and it gets ignored. <laughs> Maybe not the best, you know, maybe not the best amp to go for. I don't know. I don't know much Hayes about Hayes 15. I don't yeah. know anything about it. I got to go look. What is it? I mean, I know about it. What is or, that amp, Scott? Someone look it up. Um, Hayes 15. Hayes 15. I think that was around the time that the Class 5 amps were coming out, maybe. Yeah, it sounds like that. I don't know. I've never. Well, while Dave's looking that up, schematic. Oh, you got it? I got a schematic. What does it look like, man? I don't know. Hang on. That's coming up right now. He's going to pull it up and it's going to be the origin. Oh, let's see. Um, Origin schematic. No, it's not the the origin (laughs) schematic. Uh, It has a cathode follower. Okay, right on. Mm All right, right, so it has a normal Marshall EQ. It has a normal cathode follower. Uh, let's see what we got here. What, what the hell is this? <clears throat> it has a... Um, first stage is insanely large cathode cap, 22 mic, with an 820 ohm resistor. Okay. So it's going to be... You got a... Uh, from the... From the um, Cathode to plate, you have a 220 picofarad cap through Marshall fashion. Uh, you have a 022 out of that stage. And then let's see here. Where do we go from here? So it has a cleaner channel. Um, this seems like you could mod this to be something for sure. Um, First stage sounds like the normal plexi channel. Yeah, I mean, you, 
I don't see why you couldn't mod this to be something. Gain stage into a gain stage into the cathode follower. So I'm looking at it too. For the higher the for the higher gain, it's uh yeah. you know, maybe not the best choices of what they have going on, but surely you could make it be something for sure. Yeah, I would have thought so. Actually, this looks relatively easy to do that with. I don't know about all these bunch of switches. Do a whole bunch Scott, of shit. It does. Scott, you should post. Why don't you, you could post that in the DIY group that I have on Facebook if you want, mate. And um, You could totally make it something, though. I mean, like yeah. the lead channel of this is, you know, two gain stages into a cathode follower. And mm, sure. I mean... Post could, post the mods that you've done, and and we'll have a look at it. Um, but yeah, I've bought the scheme up. I mean, as there's well. some weird shit, but um, you could do something with that for sure. I don't see why you can make it sound. I'm just looking at it really quickly. So yeah, I mean, it, from an arch like it, the architecture of that, you, you'd think you could turn it into a pretty classic sounding Marshall. <clears throat> Oh, and then it's a solid state power amp. Got it. Oh, no, it's not. Wait a minute. No, that's the... What the hell is this? Oh, that's the loop. Ooh, it's got one of those loops. Okay. <laughs> the loop might not be great, but... It's a um a 6v6 back end, yeah? And the phase inverter looks pretty traditional Marshall as oh, well. Oh, this one says EL34. Oh, I'm looking at... What's this one? Uh, this is the 15. So I'm looking at one that's an EL34, and the phase inverter is standard. Yeah, there's a 15 and a 40, I think. Standard Marshall. Yeah. So, yeah, the 40 looks like you could make it something good. The 15 looks like you could do something good with it, too. Not so sure about the loop, but... I'm taking an intermission yeah. real quick while you guys are doing this. Got a pee again? Yeah, yeah I'm drinking beer. <laughs> That'll do it. The old the Mick Mick Ultras. Um, while um while Shay's doing that, Dave, I want I'm you to drink like Ultra. That's just not allowed. His fridge is fucking full of them. Um, God. Question here from John. Thanks for the super chat, John. Uh. He'd like to know, Dave, what exactly the C45 switch does. Um, run the plexi settings like you've suggested, uh, and it sounds great. The C C45 changes the feel somewhat. I can't really define what it does, but I do like it. Um, it changes the voltage divider out of the first stage. Um, <coughs> makes it a little, um, little more gain, a little sparklier on the top. And a little more lows uh, on the standard amp. Um, it's just a slight different voicing change, really. You know, it's, yeah. but it, it does have this kind of Marshall plexi thing going on. It's a cool sound. It is. It's one of those things where you change changing that voltage divider kind of very early in the preamp has a massive impact on the feel of the amp, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, and like, yeah, for sure. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's a gain stage into a gain stage. And the question is, what's the divider that's happening between the two gain stages? That's what changes yeah. everything. Yeah. This is it, right? So when you think about, uh, um, guys, when you kind of think about, you know, designing a preamp like that, you've got choices over the gain stage itself, like how you configure that and the characteristics of it, how much gain and so on. And then obviously, how, how do you manipulate the signal into stage? And what, so what Dave's talking about there is changing the voltage dividers between stages to change the tone and feel of the preamp. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a feel switch. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, I mean, feel, kind of. It, it was about the C45 switch on my amps. Yeah. 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 That it is a feel switch. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Peter's asking, what's the best and fastest way to break in a 4x12 cab? I know you've got a you've got an answer for this one, Dave. <laughs> I've heard you answer this before. Well, first of all, you, you, you probably can't do it at your house. No. Um, I loudly into it for a long time. Uh, I used to, and in fact, I have some cabinets I need to do this to. I used to uh, face a cabinet to the ground. I would just like lay it on its face. <laughs> and I used to run a 100-watt plexi-style amp into it full tilt with a looper pedal, just playing a guitar riff through <laughs> it, and then leave. Wow. And leave. And then, you know, and... And you got back and the cops weren't there. Uh, no, not in my shop. No one's coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's fine. And, uh, you know, and then come back three hours later. <laughs> the, other, the other one that's been spoken about a bit on the channel. Variac. Yeah. On tone talk as well. Right. Variac. You can do a Variac. And I think it's like nine. You want to set the Variac for like nine volts, I think is the. The setting yep. nine nine volts AC out of the Variac. Yeah, and for a defined amount of time. So there's a. I don't know if that's know. as good. I I kind of like just like the fucking riff. Let's do it the old school way. And you know what? I did this before. I specifically did this. I listened to a cabinet and brand new, brand new speakers, and then I listened to it uh, with an hour in, two hours in, three hours in. I think I went to like eight hours in on beating this cabinet up. And I, I, it's fucking radically different on how the speakers sound. They sound much better broken in. Yeah. Much richer and much fuller <laughs> and much nicer and just prettier and just everything. It's amazing, actually. It's only the only way to do it is to put volume through them. Yeah. There's just no shortcut there. Um, I mean, I just had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You really leave it on. Simple, right? simple, stupid, and easy, you know, and I just did it. 100%. Um, I've seen this come up a few times lately. People are asking for why Why? why is no one ma making a Mark series amp derivative in the modern in the modern era? Well, they did it on the new one. Didn't they have like a mode? But like... <laughs> didn't Mesa yeah, have a mode on the new one? I think know, the question is more like... You know, like we could all we could, we could all sit here and say, yeah, all our stuff's Marshall inspired. Okay, cool. Why isn't a builder out there doing something with <laughs> Mark series? I've thought about that. I've even thought about doing it. Yeah. Um, Do it. That's a weird. I don't understand why Mesa doesn't do it. 
the EQs yeah. that like the post the slider reissue. Yeah, yeah, just, just do make a reissue. Yeah. Rather than the Mark, Mark 7, you whatever. See a reissue as faithfully as we can possibly reproduce it to the original. Yeah. It's, it's a, a bit, bit like saying, it's the no. same question as. It seems like a, a no brainer to me why they don't do this. It's like, why why haven't Marshall done a, a, a Jose mod as a standard? You know? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they could. That's they, they, Marshall could have done tons of stuff over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think, understand why this doesn't exist. I, yeah, I agree. Because Gibson owns them now, right? So you would think yeah. that Gibson is gonna put out like if if there's a product that Mesa has put out that's fetching tons of money on the used market, why would they not reissue that? I should just <laughs> do it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, dude. You hit it here, man. You're gonna get people asking get, something get about get them. I should get just fucking you're gonna get another waiting list, right? You have your naked waiting list, and you're gonna have your no, no, I do it through boutique, it wouldn't be a waiting list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, seems like something you could do really easy if you had a great example of a great one, <clears throat> then yeah, I don't see why you couldn't do it. Agreed. Just a circuit. Nothing's nothing secret there or special. Uh, Christo is asking, you have Christo. a JJ Junior. Can I mod it to have a separate volume and gain for B and JBE modes? Sure. Um, you're in Melbourne. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, Dave will help me. So I can definitely do that. And it's happened before. Concentric pods. Yeah. I always give Dave a call and say, hey, man, what do you think? And Dave says, well, do this and try that. You probably know what to do already. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like to get your blessing on anything that's got yeah. your name on it, man. Um, yeah. It's easy. And Doug was saying, yeah, so the, that question before was about wizard amps. Oh, oh it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. So what's the secret source? I don't know, man. It's just, It's just a good circuit. Well built, like I think too much is made of the transformers. You know, like everyone talks about wizard transformers having some real secret magic dust, gold dust sprinkled on them or whatever. They're just mercury magnetic transformers, is my view. I think it's more about it's just you know those are modded jubilee style amps, and they just sound good. Well, if it's that one he's talking about, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a few. I mean, it's yeah. I think it's you know just good branding not uh you know he he has good branding he builds you know he's i think he's got yep. he's got maybe a partner but they seem to be workhorses you know he seems to be a workhorse and uh doing it so um <coughs> to me once the secret one secret source thing that defines a good amp is that they easily do that endless sustain about the sustain man feedback thing with all the overtones sounding just right yeah a bit of volume a bit of volume will help deliver that exactly um, yeah back there's to a, the there's the, an yeah that's back to that thing drive on a mass interaction thing, between the mm -hmm. amp and a cabinet yeah and you playing at Okay, even a relatively loud volume. Not it doesn't have to be excruciatingly loud, but a relatively loud volume. There's an interaction you get, and uh, so much of that is lost these days. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with <clears throat> what he's saying here, though. It's like the preamp and the power amp and all that shit working together, and then the feed, the feedback, and all that, like at the right timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is the secret sauce, really, for like a nice harmonic high gain amp. Yeah, amp that does that the best ever is a train wreck. Really? Yeah, I've oh, never played one. Fucking god. The, I've I mean, only heard that you, one that you had in there. You heard that P Thorn, yeah, yeah, video yeah, yeah. one. Insane. I mean, it just it it just breaks into this harmonic feedback no matter what you do. It's just like, holy shit, it's amazing. It's so true. Gary's asking. So when you're talking about this, was being in relation to the C45 switch. So 68k, 68k divider and a 470k, 470k, still 50. percent So what's changing? Yeah, a lot. I have the answer. Yeah, correct. It is 50% output. But what you're not taking into account is the load on the capacitor before it. Yeah. So a 68, 68K load is a little under 140, uh, 140K to ground. Okay. So the other one is close to one meg to ground. I'm just roughly. Um. So. The, the more you load down the capacitor that's before and the value of that capacitor is going to form, it forms a high-pass filter. So if you have a small-value capacitor there and you're running 140K to ground, it rolls off a ton of low end. If you have a larger-value capacitor there, like say you switch, like my fat cap, you switch to a 022, instead of the double 022 it's a radical difference because that 022 is capable of driving that load better um now with the with the 1 meg lo- 1 meg to ground you can switch between those caps and not almost not hear it at all a little bit a little tiny bit but not like massive difference you could think of those as like a gain pot you yeah. know, it's like it's, it's really not a high pass filter. Yeah. So it's a bit yes, like it's a bit like level. Yes, correct. But it rolls yeah. off the low end radically. Dave, we were talking earlier about putting a 220K resistor over a one meg gain pot. It's a yeah, same kind of vibe, right? Same yeah. thing. Same thing. <laughs> it'll, well, you're it'll reducing, you're reducing yeah. the, 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 so that's, uh, you know, if it's 180, then, you know, it's 560. Yeah, K or something, whatever to ground five, six hundred K. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that also tightens it up. It's a, it's a, it, you know, if you put it on a pot with that cap, you could easily hear what it's doing. It, it's rolling off, not only is it rolling off low end, but as you do that, it's, it's actually rolling off a little more gain, also. Correct. As you're loading the cap down. <clears throat> it's an awesome tuning opportunity there playing with that my friends if you had like say a uh let's say it's a 10 mic cap coming out of that tube stage that it's it's gonna drive that load much better you know yeah I'm frozen again, by the way. I think you are. It looks like you're asleep. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh, man. 
Somebody's gonna make yeah, a he's sleep out of you. He's sleeping. Damn. Oh man. Um. Sam is saying I would buy it. I reckon that's Dave. That's in reference to the you you potentially doing a Mark series. I know. Hey, this would fit nicely into your vintage line. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, the Plexi, <laughs> the Vox, the I don't know the Mark series. What do you think? Could do it. Yeah, could happen. Um, Davis says I'm surprised nobody does a dual rec reissue. Audit of oh, whatever God. is considered the golden revision. Well, I don't know if there one. really is a golden revision, to be honest. Everyone makes a big deal out of which revision is better than the other revision, and some of those revisions, even even like John, uh, who works with me, uh, used to be the Mesa repair guy in Hollywood for 25 years, and he doesn't even know the differences between the revisions. He goes. Come on. It sounds basically exactly the same. Yeah, right. You know, it, it, turn the pot slightly different and it'd be exactly the same. You know, I mean, some of the later triples and stuff are a different story, but. It's not, a, it's not a circuit I've really studied a lot, Dave. Once I kind of realized it was based on the SLO, I just went, oh, okay. You know, I'll stick to, I'll stick to looking at the SLO. Uh, Peter says, the amplifier is an instrument in and of itself. I agree. Completely hey, agree. Jason, can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. take me out real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna rejoin. I'm I'm all frozen up, man. I'm sorry. Uh kick from studio. Here you go. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> First time I've done that. It works. <laughs> he kicked him out. <laughs> He's kicked gone. Um Bradley's asking, Dave, what was your involvement in the development of the Virtus Superdrive 2? And what's your view on those amps? Superdrive 2. So that the Superdrive I did the front end for. It was kind of a variation. To be honest, the front end is a sort of a variation of the naked um front end. Um something I was into at the time. Which I guess is a variation of the nailer front end. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, but yep, the yep. back end was completely Buddha. So it was kind of a hybrid of stuff. So it's two gain stages cascaded into a cathode follower. So there you go. <laughs> Just the parts in between. Um, Keelan saying a Friedman built Messer is about the only Messer I'd entertain buying. <laughs> um, Shit, yeah. I might have to do this. Looks like we got Chevy back. Hey, you're back, uh, man. Cool. Sorry about that. No problem. Yeah, all the dual wrecks and triple wrecks sound the same. Um, <laughs> what else we got here, guys? Tone Dragon says the dual wreck was the most uninspiring gear for me. The what? Stoked to try it. Hated it. Oh, the dual wreck. Yeah, the dual wreck. <clears throat> um, you like the angle? <laughs> Soldano should do high-end Mesa reissues. Yeah. That. Dave, there was a question that someone posted on the uh, on the link. 
prior to the live stream, so I'm going to, I want to answer, ask that. Uh, and the question was, uh, are you familiar with the old Marshall SE100 attenuator? Have you heard yeah. of this? Yeah, I have what one in my you, garage. What do you know of it? <laughs> Is it reactive? Like, what was this thing? It's totally a reactive load. The SE100 was, um, I mean, very similar to anyone else's reactive load, uh, you know, slight variations. Um, had a low-end bump and a high-end bump. It was done properly. Um, didn't sound, surprisingly, even looking at the schematic today, it didn't sound quite as good as I would have thought it would uh, as a load. But uh, it was done, it was safe, it was done properly, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah, that was the second part of the question. Is yeah. it safe? Yeah. It was, this a, was this a full load where you could basically bring it down to line level and then reamp it or put it into a... Uh, it could be used a few ways. So it, 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 had, it, it had a full load. You can also attenuate it in some steps if you wanted to. And it also had a recording out that was a cab simmed out. Yeah, Actually, cool. really well done. Nice one. Um. And there's another question here for you again, Dave. It says, were, were you ever inspired by the SLO circuitry? Um, no, not entirely. It wasn't totally my thing. Um, I mean, Mike's a good friend. Um, I think uh, he made a great amp. I think he made a sound. It had a sound. Um, I always look at Soldano's as sort of like a fuzzy distortion. Yeah, you know, like the the clipping circuit, the way he did it, it sounded a little bit grainy to me. Um, but he was the the king, man. He was the originator, you know, oh, of yeah. that boutique amp yeah. thing. And you know, I got to give him a lot of credit for that. I've heard some SLOs that are great, though. I think it's a great sound. I think. Uh, and it's a great build. Um, what would have happened if that circuit was never made? You know, think about all the companies that I think it spawned all the boutique companies, to, yeah, to, so to speak. You know, I think it yeah. spawned them all, you know, yeah, yep. If that was never made, I mean, yeah. music would be different, like yeah. music now would be different. I think so, maybe. <clears throat> I think so. Interesting. That's a really interesting observation, man. I haven't thought of it that way, but it's a yeah, a bit like that. Um, it's a bit like it's a, you could say the same thing about Marshall in the '60s, I guess. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what would have happened? What would have? What would we be listening to? That yeah. never happened. Uh, God only knows. Um, and Dave, with the with the SLO stuff, I know you've talked about this before, either on Tone Talk or maybe on one of these streams. But Mike's this kind of you know, there's obviously the SLO 100, right? The production amp. Mm -hmm. But there was Mike's kind of Marshall mod that yeah. perhaps preceded that. Slightly different, yeah? Slightly different. Uh, mostly the same, but um, the front end was different. The, end. Very, the first yeah. tube stage was different. I think I think I liked it better. Yeah. Yeah. And also I liked it because the, the back end, the, the power amp section, didn't have the crazy filtering he put in the, uh, the SLO. Right. Where are we at in the chat? 
I think we might no be idea. at the end. Okay. <laughs> I, think- I was just reading through it. I was gone there for a second. Somebody said my camera might be freezing up, which is, it might be true. It might be overheating. Uh, <coughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah, the mess is still there, though. We talked about this last week. I think Dave, we actually, I think we dissected the schematic on the on the stream last week of this. Yeah, it's an SLO. Yeah, I mean a variation, slight variation. <coughs> the only the only Q and A on on YouTube that looks at schematics in real time. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it, it's it's like um, pull it up, pull it up, Jamie. Yeah, pull it up. Let's look. <laughs> see, what, see what you can do. You know. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, the stiletto yeah. could be all sorts of things, you know, if you want it to be. It's pretty. Um, but in know. general, true Mesa fashion, they that you know, there's a lot of other things wrong. You know, um, how they do heaters, how they do. There's noises and buzzes and all sorts of crap involved with, with generally everything. Actually, I find the earlier amps better. From the Mesa stuff? Yeah. Here we go. Hold up. Here we go, man. First stage is is like a Marshall. Or a Soldano modded Marshall. At the full screen, this. Okay. And then... uh, You got a ferret bead in there. And then, you know... If you look at this with certain, like, depending on how the relays are switched or whatever, right? But it's very, very, it's very kind of 2203-ish, 15K. Well, well, so, so is a Soldano, if you really, like, are yeah. you know, looking at it. I mean, look, so, okay, you come out of this V1B here, and you're going, you know, a, a slightly different treble peaker than the Soldano, but same as the hot rod. And then you're then you're essentially going into you know the one meg pot with a bright cap there. Uh, then you got the four seventy k as the as the uh, yeah as you know the uh, grid stopper. Uh, it does have a little twenty pike affair there, probably just to stabilize it in the mesa. Um, you know, you come out of that. I mean, if you look at the rest of it, it then goes into the cold clipping stage, and it's 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 it's, it's a Soldano. Yeah, and then when you move it down, yeah, go down into the next stage, you really yeah. start to see. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the only thing difference you have on this on this next stage, the cold clipping stage, is you have a little bit of negative feedback here uh, with that ten meg resistor. Oh, this ten meg, yeah, up here, yeah, yeah. That that is is. God knows what that's doing, really. Um, but you can see the thirty-nine k cathode here, right? Yeah, this is the, that's a telltale yeah. giveaway. <laughs> it's like, could you just like use thirty-three or like something like at least try to make it look different than an SLO? Yeah, I don't know. And then there's that relay that I always point out on mesas that. Switches the right EQs, here. switches the EQs just straight off the hundred and odd some volt DC. We talked about this last week, right? 
Actually, if you look at the voltages that are here, it's 240 some volts there, which is insane. But they have 410 volts going into it here. That's nuts. Uh. Yeah. And not necessary either, right? You could drive both of those tone stacks off that cathode without needing yeah. to switch but in there. They're switching the raw voltage, so it, you know it's like a massive pop. And then if you look later in the schematic, there's like a thousand mutes uh, <laughs> that um, standard tone stack too. Oh, so it's mute. The there's a mute mute going oh, in, into the loop. There's a mute on the send of the loop. There's a mute there, right? There's a mute there. Yeah. So there's a double muting. Just so they don't hear that bang that yeah. happened. And it would be a bang. And not to mention, it's going to kill that relay eventually, too. I wonder if that's a, a common repair. I wouldn't know. I don't take messes in, but. Um, yeah, some of those, some of those are. I'm sure. Go bad. Yeah. Look at that audio pot on, or look at that mid pot on channel two. The hell is it? Ah, one's linear, one's audio typer. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's gonna change it up for sure. Mm -hmm. Make it dark. A lot of a lot of old yeah. vintage Marshalls had a, a uh, audio taper mid pot. Interesting. Really common audio taper mm. treble pot too. Yeah, definitely seen that. 39k slope. There you go. It's SLO all yeah. day, isn't it? In fact, in in a standard Jose mod, it's actually kind of nice to do an audio taper treble and an audio taper mid. No, the treble, the treble definitely makes it smooth. I mean, till you get to that one spot in the pot, and then it's just like cranking. all the treble comes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> little toy, little toys you can play with when you're yeah. modding something. Hey, this amp's really bright. How about if I just put a different pot in? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? It's now not bright anymore. Sometimes it's the easiest way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I did a couple of them, and I got the people that I did them for were like, ah, what's with this treble pot? And I just quit doing them because they were like, it goes from nothing to everything, like, right away. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's That's it. <laughs> Couldn't work it out. Um, yeah, Lyle dropped off at the wrong time. <laughs> it's always a segment. There's always a segment. I, I don't know if it's refrigeration. I mean, I think I think you know Mesa was a. Yeah, I think they've made some mistakes in some design over the years, but I think I think you know the early amps. I mean, hey, they were a leader. They started this stuff. For sure. You know, man. Uh, you know, I give them total credit for that. For sure. Yeah. And the older amps were better and less problematic. Yeah. Less issues. You know, still popular today, right? So yeah. you got to give them credit for that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. We're well, working on three hours here. I know. Well, I think we, we're uh... <laughs> coming to an end here. I think yeah. we might be, man. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anybody made it this far, you're I've been doing podcasts for the last <laughs> yeah, Dave, five you've, hours. You've Damn. Just, that's, that's a 
fuck, that's a five-hour fucking stint for you, brother. Five-hour stint. Probably ready for dinner. It's dinner time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Way. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Dave and Shay, you too, man. Yeah. Pleasure's um, mine, man. Yeah, man. Fun times. Good to hang out with you guys and hang out with the chat here. It was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely do it again if you're up for it. For sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we'll sign off, guys. We'll we'll wind up before the three hour mark. We've got a few guys saying, "Yeah, cool show." Thanks for hanging around. I think we had we had a good turnout today, so I, I think we all appreciate it. And um, Tone Dragon says, "Yeah, great show. Do more of these." Well, man, trying to do one every week, right? And I got Lyle coming on next week, so that'll oh. be fun. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's getting passed around from show to show. <laughs> We're doing the rounds, man. Yeah. Kyle, uh, I talked to Kyle KSR Kyle Rhodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's gonna come on here. Kyle's gonna come on too, man. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. We could talk about the time that he 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 took me out and got me drunk. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> no. Oh, that's a story. <laughs> I talked about that, Dave. That was with that freaking zombie dust stuff that you guys have. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I remember you telling us the story. Yep. Oh. Man, I left a piece of me in the in the United States on the way home <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the road. Well, you know, <laughs> Shay, I was interstate, like, Shay, Interstate sixty nine. Stop the car, man! Stop the I car! We gotta get yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stop the car, or you're gonna regret it. <laughs> yeah, you stopped it real quick too. Yeah. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! I just bought the car couple months prior to that i was like don't puke in my car <laughs> awesome we'll tell yeah we'll tell that story later <laughs> awesome all right uh good hanging out uh, guys really, yeah really, really fun time man hang on the line for a seat guys we'll yeah chisel see you guys bye-bye guys ah killer man that was wicked I think oh. you're still alive. No, we're still alive. I clicked on in the stream. <laughs> it's trying to. Is it, are we still alive? It's not. We're still alive. It's not yeah, ending. <laughs> I'm going to need to just like close the browser as the only way. I've literally, I've got the spinning. Oh. Having trouble. Well, look at this. It. This is funny, guys. Now you can laugh at it.